0: Hello and welcome to Coppola Connections, the podcast where I am shaking every branch of the Coppola family tree to answer the fateful question, are they the greatest film family of all time? Last week we looked at Sofia Coppola's 2010 film Somewhere with Mary Wilde. This week, however, I am being joined by Becky Dark to talk about the 1998 disaster movie classic yes that's right guys i called it a classic and that film is the john swartzman lensed armageddon if you've seen how long this podcast is you will not be surprised to hear there is no patreon bonus content this week however you will have access to my conversation with one of the producers of mandy and color out of space Daniel Noah of Spectrevision, where we talk about those films and so much more. This episode won't be hitting the main feed until June. So head on over to patreon.com forward slash cagedinpod to get that and plenty of other cagey goodness. As is always the case, we will be spoiling this film rotten. So if you haven't seen it, now is your time to abandon ship and go check the handy document in the show notes to find out if and where this film is streaming. You best not close your eyes, fall asleep, because you won't want to miss a thing as we make some Coppola Connections. In 1998, the Coppola family were busy. Nick Cage was in both City of Angels and Snake Eyes. His then wife, Patricia Arquette, starred in Goodbye Lover and The High Low Country. And the 17 year old baby Coppola, Jason Schwartzman, debuted in film in Rushmore. Also in 1998, a scientifically correct emotional film about an asteroid hurtling to Earth was released. Of course, that film is Deep Impact. However, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about the John Swartzman-lensed Armageddon. To tackle this behemoth, I needed the best. That's where today's guest steps in, podcaster and writer Becky Dark. I've got five words for you, Becky. Welcome to Couple of Connections. How are you?
1: <laughs> I'm top, thanks. Yeah, I'm all right. Thank you very much for having me to talk about this. Oh my God, what a
0: film man! It's, it's so wrong that it's right, I think, is, is a way to describe Armageddon. It's, uh, it, it, it ticks boxes in ways that's like, "I know what you're doing there. You're manipulative, it's jingoistic. It's like got all these kind of like red flags to be like, "I should hate this, but I love it."
1: it is greater than the sum of its parts I mean it it really it really benefits from its cast um like it's got it's got the names um and there is some absolutely classic Michael Bay camera work and effects and crazy sunset golden hour lighting and all of that like lens flare stuff going on um yeah I mean I mean we'll get into it but it is it is bonkers, this yes. movie.
0: Well, before we get too deep into the Armageddon trenches, <laughs> let's kind of figure out some of your Coppola credentials. So when did you first become aware of the Coppola family as an entity? What was your entry point uh, to the family? And then, like, when did you figure out they were a
1: thing? I have got the, like, most basic bitch answer. It was Francis Ford Coppola and the Godfather movies. Like, it was just, like basic level graduate job level <laughs> entry you know um so yeah just just godfather and this this i've always been into films always and um francis ford coppola was one of those directors filmmakers who was um he was like synonymous with names like kubrick mm-hmm. and um even, you know, he's like when I when I was young and sort of trying to become cine literate, it was filmmakers like Coppola who were like right at the top of the list. And, you know, just known to be making these like really quality films. Um, so, yeah, he was my entry point. And then, I mean, I I'll be brutally honest. I don't know a huge amount about like the dynasty as mm-hmm. it is. I'm a huge fan of Sophia Coppola's films, like huge fan. I love them. Um, I think I've seen all of them except for the most recent, um, with Rashida Jones and um the Bill Murray. I mean, but I haven't like I haven't kind of rushed out to six. I heard sort of mixed reviews. And because I love her film so much, I was like, oh, I don't want it to like sour the pudding. So I don't know, we'll see. Um, <laughs> and beyond beyond the two. You know, father wait, he's 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 not a father, is he?
0: Yeah, so yeah, father-daughter. It is there... father daughter. Yeah, but then there's obviously like the weird connection. So obviously there's Nicolas Cage. Yes. Like, um Jason. The reason I know
1: the reason I know Nicolas Cage is part of the family is because of the legendary Wogan interview. Yes. <laughs> that's that's how I was sort of introduced to that little popular connection and i didn't know the jason schwartzman thing until you and i started chatting about me coming on the podcast So fill me in
0: yeah so uh talia shire who was adrian in the rocky films Mm. she um well married was married to david shire the uh composer and then her second husband jack schwartzman uh she had she had two children with him uh jason and robert and he had two children already, who are Stephanie and today's subject, John Schwartzman. So he's very much getting in on a technicality, but it is very <laughs> much when he was kind, of, when they, it seems to be once you kind of are married into the family, that's when your like career takes on like a new light or like a kind of new path. And I think the... One of the most tenuous links, but I think is is very much goes to my theory about that is Spike Jones. It's kind of he was a a music video director, and then it was marries into the Coppola family, and then it's like being John Mm. Malkovich adaptation, like Free Kings. Even it's kind of like he's not this like weird guy doing praise you, but even that, like I think the. The cameraman on Praise You is Roman Coppola, so Francis Ford Coppola's other son. It's it. By the end of this podcast, I've, again, I've said it. I said it before on this. I am gonna look like Charlie from oh, Sonny <laughs> of Philadelphia, with like the string and tacks on a wall, just kinda like. So that person <laughs> like kind of goes to that person, and then they've worked with him and her, and like yeah, like. And I've set myself out the really stupid task of trying to find out, like, connections between all of the films that are covered on this podcast. Because especially a film like Armageddon, where you look down the list and go, so many people have been in so many films. Like, so I'll I'll warn everyone listening that I'm not going to go too deep into all of those i will put them i'll put them in the show notes or do a, do a blog to go along with it just so people can go
1: multimedia yes i yes. have to admit when when you sent me the very impressive and <laughs> extensive list of films to choose from and i'm sort of scanning down and i'm like oh yeah 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 oh yeah that i could do that and i got to armageddon my first reaction was what and then my second <laughs> reaction was yes i don't care how it's connected i'll fucking do it let me talk about armageddon please
0: yeah i i think it definitely gets in on a technicality yeah well no he is i think like once talia shire married jackson the kids were young enough that they all lived there so like i'm I'm going i'm i'm going with it he's he's a part of the fact he would have been there at christmas you
1: know <laughs> I mean, he, yeah, he, he would have been. If like, mate, if they're pulling crackers, it's legitimate.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I think I think he's he's even got on record in an interview saying like the like considering himself a part of the Coppola family because obviously he was I say obviously he was the DOP on The Rock as well, so he's worked with Michael Bay before. So it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, it was really weird working with my kind of cousin, Nick Cage, like on that film, mm-hmm. and then. Know, it's, yeah, it's, so there's a there's a little... If you've got your bingo cards at home, guys, there's your first connection out of the way. Uh, amazing. So um, I I would ask you, when did you first become aware of John Swartzman's work? But he's not really like a... I don't know. He's not a big-time, like... He's not a Roger Deakins, is he? He's not like a kind of DOP. You go like, oh, I know that guy.
1: Yeah, I mean... Uh... I wouldn't have been able to put the name to the, <laughs>
0: the filmography,
1: <laughs> to the style. I mean, it's, it's funny because, you know, I, I'm watching this and I'm like, wow. I mean, this, like, this is a Michael Bay film in it. Like mm. it's, it's just unescapable, that this is a Michael Bay film. Like the way it looks, the way it's shot, the way it's edited. Um, it's yeah unmistakable (laughs) but i wouldn't i would say like that's michael bay i would never have been able to pull out the name like john Schwartzman is like the dop ever
0: well it's it's a very word because yeah he has worked with him like a a few times now so the rock armageddon and pearl harbor are all him so like i guess Mm. when michael bay was like figuring out his kind of like style like i don't know I've, i th- then again like he was doing music videos, so i think he had already figured that out but even some of those like the bat out of hell 2 video and stuff like that that was uh john Schwartzman was the dop so Amazing. i guess they kind of like figured it out together yeah. anyway. like and maybe he's the one to blame for michael bay doing all those leery shots of Megan Fox and whoever in Transformers. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. John Swartzman <laughs> <laughs> um, He's maybe. like
1: deflected all the heat onto Michael Bay.
0: I don't know. I think I've, I'm not sure if you have seen there's an amazing photo of Michael Bay and Jerry Bruckheimer stood on top of a taxi cab on set of Armageddon and Michael Bay's got you know like those muscle vests like oh, really God. thin. So I think he I think he's been like I'm happy to say like i'll take the heat on this one he's been a bit of a, a, a leery weirdo like for a <laughs> while he's been a bit of a creep <laughs> i reckon he's he's earned
1: that reputation yeah
0: i just think imagine getting notes off of a director and like worrying his nipples gonna break <laughs> out <or something. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> they would be like hey, what do you want me to do in this scene uh mike uh oh sorry can you can you tuck that away please um, <laughs> Uh,
1: amazing. Anyone so, got hoodie or something we can just like throw over
0: him? Yeah. A shawl? Anyone got a shawl? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you want to wear a spacesuit for to direct this scene? Michael? Yeah, that would be fun, <laughs> wouldn't it, Michael? <laughs> NASA, can we get a spare spacesuit out here, please? Uh, just whatever you've got at this stage. <laughs> so let's not fight off the inevitable and get, get really deep into Armageddon here life is short i love you love is forever will you marry me gracie grew up to become a full-blown hottie you're talking about my little girl all right but you never know what the future holds <laughs> until it hits some meteor shower this new one you're tracking How big. It's what we call a global killer. Nothing would survive, not even bacteria. The United States government just asked us to save the world. Anybody want to say no? You think we'll get hazard pay out of this? They'll do it. They've made a few requests, though. Such as? Oscar here has got some outstanding parking tickets. Uh, Max would like you to bring back eight-track tapes. Not sure if that's going to work. Yeah, one more thing. Um, None of them want to pay taxes again. Ever. United States astronauts trained for years. You have 12 days. You stick that in me, I'm going to stab you in the heart with it. On July 1st... Tell me you've never let anybody down before. I never quit yet. How's that? Earth's darkest day... How you feeling? Good. Considering I've never been this scared in my entire life. ...will be man's finest hour. I'm marrying you. You bet you are. Bruce Willis... Bob Thornton, Liv Tyler, Ben Affleck, Will Patton, Steve Buscemi.
1: Whoa! This is so much fun, it's freaking!
0: All the time in the world. We have 18 minutes to zero barrier. is all they've got. We all gotta die, right? I'm the guy who gets to do a in the world. Yeehaw! relationship with this film when when would when did you first see it
1: okay so i saw it at the cinema in 1998 i was 16 so i was like target audience for this film and um we were like chatting a bit before we started recording about like terminator 2 being like one of my favorite ever films and uh, my mom it's funny she was quite a sort of um she could be quite sort of quiet and unassuming but she loved an explosion in a film oh like she anything actiony um anything that had like speeding spaceships or anything like that she was like well into it and especially if anything blew up um so I grew up in a house of you know sort of like 80s and 90s action films and when stuff like Armageddon and um, Independence Day and all of that was coming out, like, we were first in the queue for the cinema. We just okay. loved it, like, loved it. Like, this was, like, event cinema for us. Um, Demolition Man, mate. Like, <laughs> you know, all, like, all of this stuff. Like, it's, it's a, um yeah, it's a passion. Um, and you don't really get action films nowadays like you did around that era. They're much more... Okay, so they're either like superhero, like yes. you, you tend to get all the sort of camp, bombastic stuff in the superhero films, and I feel like um, I don't know, like I guess like the Fast and Furious films are still carrying on the well, slightly well, more like well, I've shiny. A,
0: I've got a theory that like Avengers Endgame is essentially Armageddon with superheroes because it's like it's do you know what I mean? Like that yeah. a, a mission is set out, they have to like get the team back together and save the world yeah and, it, and it's like i don't but like even though this is a like half hour shorter it manages to cram in so much more like because it's like you're getting the team back together at like minute 20 like you've got this ridiculous like as it opens up with the kind of Charlton heston like what is it like about nope. the dinosaurs. yeah it's fucking
1: crazy no. like it is so perfect because you get it. it's so earnest it's so earnest it's like oh the dinosaurs I mean I, I can't remember the actual number but like 50 million years ago the earth and then it's like there was this terrible meteor and the dinosaurs <laughs> all died and they you know the world took all of this time to recover it's not a matter of if but when, when it will yeah. happen again, and then, and then you get that brilliant like title card where Armageddon comes off on the screen and then explodes. <laughs> it's like this is this is how I want a movie to open. I want an earnest kind of scene setting, yes, and then I want exploding computer graphics, what? please, in like the first forty-five seconds of a movie.
0: It very much sets the stool of what you're going to get because it's like. We'll get this to like kind of, we've got the exposition dump from Charlton Heston. <laughs> we've got the kind of like, right, a meteor is got like this is like meteors are is, bad guys. Yeah, like that like, is big. if they're uns, if they're biguns, that they're, they're gonna they're gonna wipe out the Earth. real trouble. And then yeah. it's like, but then it doesn't pull any punches because you kind of get like the meteor destroying the Earth, the exploding Armageddon logo. And then you get, like, a kind of... It's almost like you, you're getting, like, these stuff that would be, like, pre... Like, yeah, like, preludes to a lot of films. Like, pre-credit stuff. You get another one of those with that kind of, like, scene... Uh, uh, what is it on the, like... Uh, what's the name of it? It's, yeah, the Atlantis satellite. And, like, the the ship up and the guy's, like, sweating his ass off. And you kind of, like, get introduced a bit... And I love, like... I think it's like Billy Bob Thornton says something along the lines of like, yeah, can you do me a favour up there? And uh, just just calm down for a minute. And it's like, it's great. Like, as, as soon as you're like introduced to Billy Bob Thornton, you're like, all right, right," And like, I had to You, a- you
1: automatically know that he's like, he's going to be the caretaker. He's like, he's like the paternal father of the heroes in this film. He's the one that's like looking out for them. Um, he's you know he's sort of gruff and sensible I love that he's so good in this in this role Um, and yeah like the the thing with the spaceship is it's like oh you know what's going to happen they're just up there doing some like routine maintenance by the looks of things and then they are just torn to shreds (laughs) like like explosions in space people screaming and again like just it it starts at 11 and just doesn't drop below 9 for the whole of the rest of the, like, what is it, two and a half hours, this movie? Yeah,
0: yeah well, it's got, like, I think, like, one of the, you get one of those bayisms quite early on, when well, I think it, it might be Billy Bob Thornton's character, Truman, or, like, is it, oh, I'm trying to think of the actor's, the, the kind of, like, general guy who's always coming in like, going, like, you got like, the, the who's oh, in the... Oh,
1: um, that's, uh, Keith David Keith from, David. like, The Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, So, like, it, but you get this kind of whip pan, like, right up to their face. And it's <laughs> like, sh- shit, is serious. One, <laughs> one, of, one of the things I pulled from the uh, commentary, I kind of pepper these throughout, like, kind of talking about the film, is Michael Bay is obsessed, and he goes on about it, especially in that, like, first, like in, uh, like, intro bit, like, around like mission control and stuff like that he's like if you went to the real NASA you would realize it's not a sexy place it's real boring it's real like 1950s looking He's like so we wanted to make NASA look sexy and he's like really adamant that like the places they are filming do not look like NASA he's like NASA would look shit like <laughs> they're, kind of, they're kind of when they're calling down mean, to- I'm assuming
1: that um films like uh, Apollo 13 again came out around a similar yes. sort of time of all these big action films. Again, sorry at the cinema, it's amazing. <laughs> um, I feel obviously that is sort of set further in the past, mm. but NASA's very beige in that, yes. and I think that's realistic. Whereas Michael Bay's NASA, there's lots of sort of chrome and blue lighting and uh, foam like... spikes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is. He is sexed it up with some yeah. foam spikes and some moody lighting.
0: Yeah, it's it's great. And that, like, what? So, what? That's the thing. This film, it very much feels like the film. Then start. I don't know. You get load. The film starts with about four or five scenes <laughs> that would be like the first scene for any other like any other film. It's like we're setting up again. We're setting up. It's like kind of like like mm-hmm. let's, let's let's retry that and then like. But it just. There's so many balls in the air, like, in regards to, like, story threads, because they're obviously, like, trying to set up that NASA didn't figure out this. You get that amazing, like, introduction, like, massively underutilised Carl and Dottie. uh,
1: Carl and Dottie. Oh, my God. Dottie, who is um, Grace Zabriskie. Like, David Lynch stalwart. Um, (laughs) And, you know, she's... Honestly, I was looking up her IMDB. This woman has had a career. Mm. Like, she is such a star. She's in like two scenes, but absolutely owns both of them. When he says, when he says, if I if I found it, like I get to name it. And he says, <laughs> Okay, well, I want to name it after my wife, Dottie. And she has this like split second where she like looks all like, ah. And then he says, because it's a vicious life-sucking bitch from which there's no escape and she just like flits in the bird and that's it that's the last we see of them we never is and the thing that i feel they really missed a trick on is that nobody refers to the asteroid or the meteor as dotty at any point in the movie i would have liked for them to have been referring to it from that point onwards by nothing other than calling it dotty dotty is you know three days away from
0: us now well i don't understand why they don't they didn't like because later on in the film you get these kind of like bank advert like sequences or so you know like it just has people in like the french streets <laughs> and like <laughs> pe- pe- people in istanbul Mahal. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah and yeah. it's kind of like i don't know, it looks like a it looks like it's gonna be like a cause advert as well you've got these like kids sitting in like an old station wagon like out in the west or something oh
1: there's i mean that's where a lot of the lens flare and stuff comes (laughs) in very low camera angles very wide um sort of panoramic views of american landscapes.
0: dusty why, why didn't we get those two like especially when it's kind of like when it gets to like the end like it would have nice to have, like, just checked in on them just to just be, like, seeing if they're watching okay. the news. Yeah, 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 especially as we get all these scenes of, like, people around the world. and Again, Michael Bay was very uh, happy to point out. He's like, oh, well, yeah, kind of in post-production. I was I was having a few trips around. like So when I was in Cannes, I went over and like, <laughs> shot some stuff on the streets and stuff like that. And it's, it, it's a very, very bizarre, I think, I think, Director's commentaries are fantastic because they are very much like a a peek behind the curtain and into people's souls of who, <laughs> <laughs> who these fuckers are. Um, but that introduction of Carl and Dottie, I think, great. Especially, like, she she kind of bursts in, doesn't she? She's like, Your chicken pot pie. It's been sitting on a table for 10 hours. And he's like, get the goddamn full book. And he's like, the book, the book, get the, book, the, book get yeah. the book. Get the book, get the book, bu- get the book. It's like...
1: Dude, like, divorce is legal, guys. Like, <laughs> make yourselves happier. What are you
0: doing? <laughs> then the next scene, again, it's like, oh, let's have another go at doing another intros. And it's, again, it's like you said, it's, it's 11 and it's like creeping up all the time because <laughs> that New York scene is yeah. phenomenal. So, like, oh, like Eddie Griffiths just pops up as the kind of bike messenger with his amazing dog, Little Richard.
1: Little Richard.
0: <laughs> and um, they put in, you know, he attacks all of the like Godzilla toys.
1: Oh yeah, 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 yeah.
0: That's like a joke, like on like Jerry Bruckheimer insisted on putting in because they were like, because like Godzilla bombed, they were like, yeah. let's poke fun at. I think it's like. One of their films is well. Roland Emmerich, right? You, you would have been you would have been first in the queue for that one as well, right? <laughs>
1: you know what? I'm actually I'm not a huge fan of the Matthew Broderick <laughs> Godzilla. Who I don't is? love it. Although although the Jimmerich song that accompanied it is oh yeah, Chef's Kiss.
0: Ah, oh, oh. we'll get on, we'll get on to songs. It's a very <laughs> big it's a very big nineties trope, isn't it? Uh, um, so yeah, that scene is again it's fucking crazy like this
1: film just packs <laughs> so much in like there are there are so many random scenes and random characters that like you say like you never come back to them but it's the sort of thing that if you So going back to Terminator Mm 2 whenever you see Terminator 2 on the telly nowadays they they usually show the extended cut, which has got all of the extra bits and pieces which is delightful same with Robin Hood Prince of Thieves they they tend to show the longer versions now when you're watching Armageddon it's like they're showing an extended version with all of the bits that they chopped out of the theatrical version like put back in no 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 this is the theatrical version it's mad. You get hanging with Mr. Cooper turn up in a cab, like as a cab driver, <laughs> Mark Curry. Being, uh, I got to say, the representation of Asian people in this film isn't terrible.
0: like Oh, so, so apparently you know, like the Shang, like the Shanghai set they have that, like Michael Bay, like when the meteor strikes, yeah, Shanghai. He says, yeah, like, yeah like, the production crew just turned around one day and went, oh, yeah, we've been building this Shanghai set in, like, stage three. Like, the the biggest stage. And he went, I didn't really... And I, I should probably say with this film as well, it has got six writers. It has got, like, and <laughs> some of them... J.J. J. Abrams is one of them, isn't he? Yeah, so you got, you got J.J. Abrams, you, you've you got Tony Gilroy, uh, Shane Solano, ro- uh l- Robert Roy Paul and like, but some of them are listed as some crazy like um, credits because it's like adaptation by. St- so you have got like t- two of them have a story by, two adaptation by, and then screenplay by, and it. Yeah. And then on top of that, I know that like, there's loads of improvisation in this film, so like you've got, so you've got Steve Buscemi. <laughs> Ben Affleck and Owen Wilson, who by this time were writers. So, like, at least... Well,
1: yeah, I mean, Affleck had won his Oscar
0: by this point. Yeah, so Affleck had won an Oscar. um, Same year, Owen Wilson would have written Rushmore with Wes Anderson Mm -hmm. and a couple of years before would have written Bottle Rocket. So, like, had those kind of things under their belt. And from what they've said, like, a lot of their scenes, and you can kind of tell a lot of the time, they are just told like i don't know, say what you want like when you've got that exchange between ben affleck and uh, owen wilson when they're kind of talking about star wars oh god yeah that's not unless that's J, like the only one who you could think is jj J. abrams going kind of like I- i'm thinking about a job in the future here let's get <laughs> let, let's He's get
1: your crystal ball out <laughs> yeah, and yeah, yeah. throwing
0: some seeds play plant like plant a few but a lot of it, like, Steve Buscemi's kind of doing whatever the fuck he wants. Like, there are genuine moments later on in the film where it just keeps... cut, Like, things are tense. And you're just cutting back to Steve Buscemi going like, hey, hey woo Like, just being like a madman. And it's yes. like, so he's... Hey,
1: look, he's got space dementia, so have <laughs> some respect, please. <laughs> uh,
0: uh, uh, have you done any... I didn't... There's one thing I didn't do research on is whether space dementia is a thing
1: the way that line is i know i'm jumping forward
0: (laughs) but it needs
1: it needs to be said the way that line is delivered it's like there has been an entire scene earlier in the film dedicated to speaking about space dementia Mm -hmm. so that it's been set up that the audience should know something about this apparent condition we know nothing this is literally the first mention of it in the film and it is just so matter of fact and then again never mentioned
0: again <laughs> well what's like bizarre about it is is this film is very good at like if it's gonna set something up a lot like like 99 of the time if it sets it up it's gonna pay it off do you know mm. what I mean like oh if, yeah oh if, yeah it, like even down to the point that like Noonan the kind of like the other guy in their crew like doesn't get a, a mention when they kind of round up the gang Like you don't see where he is so it's like cannon fodder he is
1: a red shirt yeah a <laughs> hundred percent
0: like, shirt, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, like I, I like Michael Bay's going don't pay attention to that guy you're not supposed to give a shit whereas everyone else it's like <laughs> They're not. not, Yeah, they haven't given him a day's filming where they're like ride a horse towards this camera, and it's like or like you get like Ian Michael like you get to write. You get this great chase scene, or like
1: you get strippers just writhing
0: all over yeah yeah, just all over or pop on over to the las vegas set uh yeah uh, bill you got you got to play some craps for us please like he gets none of that all he gets is the only reference you really get to him is when he's he has that ridiculous demand which is i want i want two people made us citizens no questions asked
1: yeah yeah and And, you know i think the idea (laughs) is they're supposed to be his like what polyamorous Russian brides or something like yes. that's and again that is all the story we get about him
0: yeah it's, it's 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 very bizarre um so we get that we get the great like setup that get the the crisis meeting where they tell us that oh, yeah. there's 18 days like they kind of do the math and Jason I thought the thing is this cast is fucking stacked like
1: yeah it is like even the fucking bit players are people like Jason
0: Isaacs. And <laughs> like I know, like um he's kind of gone on record, and he kind of like slates this film a bit, right? It's kind of like an ongoing joke and on uh, the Mark, like yeah, Komodo Man oh, is show. It? And he kind of like always goes on, and I think it's that like the famous thing with this film, and Ben Affleck says it on the commentary: says I asked Michael Bay. Wouldn't it be easier to train astronauts to drill than it is to train drill, drill like uh, oil drillers, to be astronauts? I was told to shut the fuck up. Like... I, I
1: mean, if I was directing this film and he was getting paid a lot of money to be in a starring role, and he asked me that question, I would also tell him to shut the fuck yeah. up. Like Ben, sorry, sorry, Ben, do you want to be here? Okay, well, shut up, Ben. Thank you.
0: And and it was like. This goes to, like, the point that it seems like a film that was being written along the way, is the <laughs> the whole, like, love story element between Ben Affleck and Liv Tyler was only brought to the forefront more because Titanic had done so well.
1: Oh, really?
0: That is interesting and
1: makes a lot of sense.
0: So, obviously, he's kind of like... You can kind of see this thing of Michael Bay with his very 90s kind of, like... I don't like uh, uh, chin-length Bob. hair. Yeah, kind of like looking over everyone's shoulders, whether it's James Cameron going, like, what, are you, <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, I just got this image of the big sound stage with like, the, the the water tank and the night sky. And then, and, and a what? poor,
1: poor freezing <laughs> Kate Winslet. <laughs> yeah.
0: Michael Bay just poking his head over the top. And, Jim, what are you up to? <laughs> love story you say right get that down like um but because because the love story
1: is weirdly prominent in a film that is ostensibly about a killer meteor like it's it's not it it's not really a b plot it's like a it's like a a minus plot i couldn't figure out what would be between a and b but um it's you know (laughs) it is it's prominent so yeah that does uh uh, that's actually cleared up quite a lot of questions i had in my head about that so (laughs) thank you
0: and i know that billy bob thornton and bruce willis gave ben affleck uh, a bit of a hard time for it kind of said to him that uh you were essentially going to be an extra if it wasn't for titanic so it's like what a all couple right, you of bitter,
1: bitter old men,
0: yeah. Because I bet, I bet when they got the script that it was like, oh, it's the Billy Bob Ford and Bruce Willis show, and then it's like, kind of, uh, Ben Affleck is
1: comes in as the 90s heartthrob that everyone's like swooning over is in the center of all the posters.
0: <laughs> so, I, I kind of have to get this out of the way early just because it's like it's at the forefront of my mind, and since I've learned this, I can't not think about it and it is the fact that ben affleck was forced and i say this i say this with all the kind of infusion he was forced god damn it to get new teeth by michael bay to be in this film
1: (laughs) so i had no knowledge of this at all until I... you, you, and again, this was a bit like the space dementia thing, because you mentioned it so in passing, it was like like it's common knowledge, and I was like, sorry, hold up we just rewind a little bit, what was
0: that? I, I thought it was, I just like, because because obviously I, I hadn't seen this film in so long, and I'm like I'm especially like, I don't know, you're always worried if you don't know stuff about Phil and like, you don't want to like go in like, oh my God, guys, I, I just found out that Ben Affleck like had to get a new teeth from again. Everyone's like, oh yeah, we all knew about that. It's fucking, it's 2021, that's 1998, mate, come on. So like, I was, I, 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 <laughs> now I've been telling it to people, they're going like, what? I, I guess I might be one of the only pe- people who's watched the, watch the commentary track i
1: mean maybe
0: (laughs) it really stood out to me and like michael bay is not ashamed about it he's like he was with my dentist monday to sunday eight hours a day like to get them done and if you if you look at if you look at them his teeth before they were like well they look like baby teeth that's what michael bay calls them but they just they just look like everyday teeth like
1: like like english people teeth yeah they look like yeah not not hollywood teeth
0: (laughs) And that, but that is genuinely, even like before learning that fact, I did think when you first see Ben Affleck in this film, I was like, for an oil driller, (laughs) he's got very white teeth. Like, not to make aspersions on people who drill oil for a living, but like, no, I imagine it's not the like. You know oral I mean, you...
1: hygiene isn't going to be your top priority when you're living on an oil rig in the middle of the sea, being hounded by the fucking Rainbow Warrior or whatever it's called, mm-hmm. and being screamed at incessantly by Bruce Willis. Yeah. You know, you make a good point. It's not... He does have very good teeth. And when you when you said in passing, I'm looking forward <laughs> to talking about Ben Affleck's teeth, I was like, oh, and, and I thought... I didn't really think much of it at all. I just sort of said oh yeah, it was weird watching this again after watching, after having seen Gone Girl because he's got that like really famous smile in Gone Girl that he then gets load of shit about. Um, and he does it like almost in like the second um, shot he's in. He does that, like that Ben Affleck, Nick Dunn smile. Um, and so I sort of said something about that. Like, oh yeah, no, it's really, fun. and you said, yeah, no, I'm really excited to talk about him being forced to get new <laughs> teeth i was that was, it was at that point i was like okay i'm gonna need some more details on
0: this <laughs> it's just it's just bes- like i guess the veneers like i don't know i don't really know how how that works like i def- like i i have since been like down a weird rabbit hole of like i've been on websites where it's like comparisons of like celebrities old teeth and their new teeth and it's like I feel, a bit, I feel a bit dirty being on these websites. Do you know what I mean? It's a bit yeah, weird. Like, that's,
1: that's horrible clickbait stuff, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, before, before <laughs> I know it, I'm on
0: some weird foot fetish site. Just <laughs> celebrity toes or something. It's like, it's, you're always one click away from being put on a list. <laughs> <laughs> ever,
1: that's uh, what the um incog browser's for mate just oh, a quick tip there <laughs> that's for all your your teeth <laughs> fetish browsing
0: yes so oh perfect i've been out it guys i it. <laughs> i'm a i'm a i'm a i'm a teafy i don't know what the what the term <laughs> would be <laughs> uh, amazing let's 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 move on past the weird teeth. um but that is crazy right that is a kind of i don't know a crazy hollywood thing to do I don't, I don't know like i guess people i mean
1: it, it strikes me as pretty crazy yeah i don't <laughs> think you're exaggerating there that is i mean it's just classic classic extreme hollywood isn't it like yes. so, we don't like this so we will fix it and you have no say well, it's
0: the fact it costs twenty thousand dollars and it's oh, like oh my god is that that Imagine like writing like I guess like when you're doing like expenditure for a film. Obviously, there's some poor like some poor per- like the accountants like kind of going through receipts. Got like one of those visors on and an old calculator and <laughs> an abacus. <laughs> yeah, he's like teeth, and it's like <laughs> it's like kind of going through the script, going like. There doesn't seem to be the prefix like prosthetics or something. Do you know what I mean, it's like, is this asteroid covered in teeth? Like, what's going on? It and then it's like, oh no, it's Ben. Ben's got new teeth. <laughs> it's just, it's just... How
1: many? How many new teeth does he have for that much money? Like, that's I think how fun... how many dollars is that per teeth? That's insane.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I I know they are expensive. I looked at I, I looked at um. I looked at getting like uh, a tooth. Like uh, sounds weird when I say it like that. I looked at getting myself a tooth, not just getting a tooth. Like I went on, I went on the dark web. (laughs) Can I get a tooth? (laughs) (laughs) Can I get one of Ben's old ones, please? (laughs) (laughs) Now there's a market to tap into. Um, Oh my god. yeah we really should move past the teeth thing well i I I would like to (laughs) briefly
1: i would like to briefly go back to jason isaacs because even though and again again he's only in a couple actually i was going to say he's only in a couple of scenes but on this rewatch i realized he's in more of the film than Mm. i thought he was or or than i remembered um but he i don't know why it strikes such a chord with me or like why I find it so iconic but that little thing that he says about the firecracker in his hand I think it's because it's just such a perfect analogy like it's it's flawless you know if you put a firecracker on the palm of your hand you'll burn your hand you close your fist around it and he says something like your wife's opening your ketchup bottles for you for the rest of your life which is amazing but it is like that is such a clear I just I don't know apparently I love a clear analogy but that always really stuck with me
0: he gets that great zinger as well doesn't he when they're kind of like um in Keith David's talking about like the president's top advisors and stuff like that <laughs> and he's like I wouldn't take advice from somebody who got a c-minus in astrophysics like, yeah oh, yeah yes get your zinger in Jason well, somebody does it.
1: say he's pretty much the smartest man on the planet I'm like okay like how many men on the planet have you met because that's a big statement
0: (laughs) but then but then we might meet the smartest man on the planet he just happens to be a like a sex pest yeah a a sex pest yeah yeah which which makes me think like um there is a weird shared jerry Bruckheimer universe that like uh his character from conair has weirdly reformed that's another one that's another one
1: (laughs) another one with an incredibly stacked cast the cast in that film (laughs) oh my god
0: so one of the things i didn't like i kind of forgot about this film is it's really really funny like and i think that comes from so yeah let's talk about the team um uh, so at the head of the pack you've got harry stamper who is, as we have mentioned, <laughs> Bruce Willis. His daughter, Grace, who kind of has been raised by this ragtag, almost Seven Dwarfs style. <clears throat> she is the Snow White to the Seven Dwarfs, she... right? Yes, 100%. <laughs> um, you have Bear, played by the fantastic, late, great uh, Ian Michael Duncan. Rock Hound, as we've we mentioned, Steve Buscemi. We have Max... Who is uh, the actor's name escapes me right now, but his first credit is he is the like renter Santa from Home Alone One.
1: No way, that's an amazing first credit.
0: Yeah, you know the guy. You know <laughs> the guy talking about the one who's like yeah, of he's course. like smoking a ciggy by his <laughs> car. That is that that is Max from this film. Like, uh, which makes oh, love me that. think
1: because he like, hasn't been like he hasn't been in a lot else because like there are so many recognizable face like Will Patton and mm. um yeah obviously Owen Wilson and that but yeah he hasn't had much of a follow up career has he? max
0: Yeah, so uh, his like, but which made me think Home Alone is what eighty eight, eighty nine. Yeah, the years were not kind. To like ju- just in the fact, like that's ten, like it's eight, 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 like nine or ten years, mm-hmm. and it's like I-, I can't, I can't really say much because I think in ten years, like my hair went as much as, as 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 his does. But I was just like, when when I when I read that, he was the guy from uh, Home Alone, It absolutely. Blue, my blood Yeah, life. I mean, <laughs> yeah,
1: that's that's quite a transformation.
0: I have, I have an amazing like soft spot for that character as well. Like he kind of like just because like I don't know in that film, he's like the way he goes along with uh, Kevin, like when he says to him like, uh, "Yeah, you just I know, I, I I know the truth. I know you work for him." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, kid," and, like, and he, he, he gives him the gesture of giving him some Tic Tacs, like oh, that's all yeah. he's got. <laughs>
1: Um, I know, he's like, he is, isn't he? He's like a sort of, uh, he's he's not a bad Santa. He yes. may be smoking out the back of the department store <laughs> or wherever, but um, he's, you know, he's obviously in it for the kids.
0: <laughs> so let's continue the gang. We've we got uh, stuck up on Steve Buscemi. Oh, we got Max. Yeah, Steve Buscemi as Rockhound. Uh, Oscar is played by Owen Wilson. Mm-hmm. Bill Patton doing a fantastic voice in this film. I love, I love Bill Patton's like kind of like, I'm just gonna talk quietly, like
1: yeah,
0: you don't have to tell him who it's from, but <laughs> I'd, I'd like, I'd like you to give him this. Like, uh, I don't know why I quoted that line because like that scene makes me cry every time. <laughs>
1: um, that's because it's heartbreaking yes. and beautiful and slightly perfect, like. Oh God! Uh, I, I
0: can't. I can't. It's too much. And then, as we mentioned, AJ played by Ben Affleck and <laughs> Noonan. Uh, like literally, I was looking down the cast list. <laughs> in this film couldn't couldn't find him. Couldn't find him listed. And I was like, "What is go? Like, what is genuinely going on in this film? That like that is how much Michael Bay doesn't care about this character. In that, like, yeah, he's. Not like oh, there go. Noonan. So Clark Heath Broly. Do apologise, uh, Clark, for for leaving you out. But I think Michael did you a bit of a disservice. First of all, um, yeah. So when when Harry gets the news, obviously he gets the the news that the world is going to end in <coughs> eighteen days. I don't. I've like the kind of sense of time really goes out of the window.
1: I I would like to. <laughs> spend a small amount of time on this please because the time keeping in this film is all over the shop so I've I've actually noted a couple of questions bear with me
0: yeah
1: um if I can find them I've got I've got so many well of course I've got so many notes this this film's like nine <laughs> hours long um so How long is it from them finding out, from NASA finding out, Carl and NASA finding out about the um, meteor before they go and tell Bruce Willis, before they go and like to pick him up in the helicopter? And also, did they have the big drill that they can't build pre-meteor or did they do that post-meteor but pre-Bruce Willis? That's my first question.
0: They, they they do clear that up in the film. They say that the drill was for like a Mars project that they like. is like uh, now it's not for Mars. It's for it's it's for, it's for the meteor. Dotty, yeah, yeah, yeah. For Dottie. It's for Dotty. <laughs> our respect. Pour one out for Dotty. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. All my,
1: right. Okay. Because yeah,
0: yeah, I don't kind of get the time jump when it's like. So they're all on the oil rig. They struck oil like they're the kind of the people like the, the the investors are there. NASA come and pick pick uh Harry and Grace up.
1: He's just he's just fired AJ for yes. doing the big explosion in front of the potential Asian investors.
0: Well, and and sleeping with his daughter more so.
1: And sleeping with his daughter. Um but like final straw is the big mm-hmm. explosion. And he's fired him. And I know what you're going to say, because Harry and Grace fly off in the helicopter to NASA. They have an extremely brief conversation about what needs to happen. And Harry agrees to do the job, but he can't do it with the NASA guys. He has to have his team. And then they go and get Ben Affleck, who has already opened his own drilling company.
0: Well, it's it's that and the fact that, like, how long have they not been on... The oil rig for yeah like,
1: exactly like, well long enough for Ben Affleck to have opened his own drilling
0: company for starters yeah so he's opened the drilling co- like and everyone's kind of gone their separate way so I'm kind of thinking like really boringly here that <laughs> like you've you've got to get a boat off of you got to get a boat off of there right or like there's kind of like they probably charter a boat to come pick you up once the job's done or. I'm not sure. Like they're really getting. they getting helicopter. I don't. Know. They probably are getting helicopters. But like, it seems convenient that that is when their job ended. So they've <laughs> all gone their separate yeah, ways.
1: They've scattered.
0: Yeah. So like, if if it had gone like, we need to get the gang back together. I, like, I guess it doesn't make for a cinematic scene where it's like Bruce Willis calling the the the, the oil rig and going, "Hey guys, uh, get up the gang! Like, we're coming to get you." It's like, well, they're they're like
1: all at the bus station together. Yeah, yeah or,
0: or like they would have. I, I, I just think they would have still been there because it's all like it's. I don't. Maybe we are picking parts. Like picking. No, but, up, but like it doesn't it, make sense.
1: But it doesn't. It genuinely doesn't make sense. <laughs> it genuinely doesn't. I've always. It's the AJ thing that's always really confused me.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's just that thing that yeah. Like they've all just gone their separate ways, but it does make for just a great like let's get the team together and yeah. harry Stamper. terrible
1: terrible cover version of the beatles come together mm-hmm. bruce do you know Will- who
0: no who do you know who it's born? no
1: i no i don't know i was i was asking you a question i thought for a <laughs> moment you were going to say it was bruce willis then because he, he's got a bit of a music thing isn't he it could be it, i would love that if that was true <laughs> i i,
0: I kind of want bruce willis to do a cover of uh, I don't want to miss a thing. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, I mean, think that, that that would make this great. Uh, but like, ha- yeah, Harry gets that great line when like he agrees that they're gonna like get the get like they're gonna go up, and he says like six billion people on the planet. Why'd you guys call me? And like, he's like, he says that at one point, and then like when he decides he's going up. Again, like when he makes that decision, he's talking to Grace about it. That's the first time I well up in this film. Oh, I, 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 th- I think now because it's that thing like, you know what's going to happen. It's like, oh, what, 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 are you, what are you gonna like And then, yeah, like we'll get to the other points. Uh, I, I well up. Is this? Are you? Are you? Are you a crier? Does, does this film make you um, cry, Becky?
1: I have lost count of how many times I've seen (laughs) this film over the years but it has probably only been in the last two or three times that I have managed to hold it together (laughs) at the daddy no bit when Mm -hmm. she she like puts her hand up against the screen in the cinema when I saw this the first time I was inconsolable like like soul-wracking sobs of you know, just it's it's such a good scene. Like, yeah. I think the reason it's so emotional is because those two play it so well. It's like the most depressing Zoom call of all time. <laughs> I feel I feel much more connected to it now that we've all been <laughs> like doing this shit for a year. Um, but yeah, so I mean, yes, I am a crier, and it it this film has always got me, which is ridiculous because it's this stupid fucking like over the top, cranked up to 12. Yeah, like super ridiculous like over the top thing but it really gets you in the feels
0: so now we have the team assembled and they're all ready to get on with things this is when we get that scene we mentioned earlier about them with their list of demands do you have any uh, favorite demands that they throw out i really
1: like i really like bears request to stay in i think it's the lincoln suite at the white horse no white house (laughs) white house uh and then and you're like okay no that seems like extravagant but reasonable and then he just says for the summer (laughs) (laughs) it's like yeah mate if you're going to ask fucking ask um i also really like um the eight track tapes yes and i'm just a huge huge fan of not wanting to pay any taxes ever
0: Apparently that was a big one for Bruce Willis because like, he's a big Republican. Like, mm. like he said, like, oh yeah, he, he like really got hit out of that. But like that, um, those demands were just were actually just written on. They got the actors to write like different. I like yeah, on the paper. that is and great, I love isn't that. it? And, yeah, like, that is great. That like that just makes me think as well. Like, what was the script for this film? Like, like, <laughs> what, Michael Bay is kind of like. He says like he just has the film in his head a lot of the time, and like a lot of this is visual, so it does feel like the kind of the spoken word is just kind of up for game. Like, do you know what I mean it's on the t- Do what you. It's more like do what you want. And they, yeah, he saw Owen Wilson in Bottle Rocket and went, which is weird. I can't think of Michael Bay watching a Wes Anderson film. No,
1: no, I can't. If like. <laughs> he was probably doing it to try and like shag somebody he probably he probably found himself in a bar and this girl said like something about liking Wes Anderson and so he was like oh yeah me too I'm a big fan what's your favorite and she was like oh like Bottle Rocket and he was like oh yeah I love that too Um, and then immediately had to go and like watch it just so he could get in her pants like I feel like the story's got to be something like
0: that because there's no way that he's choosing that just on like a Saturday evening for something to watch mm, yeah it's, 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 a, it's a it's a it's a very bizarre like like I'm so glad because like I don't know it depends on how people look at Owen Wilson's career post Armageddon he's either to thank or to blame because obviously like he could have kind of like I don't know stayed because obviously he has that weird like two feet in two genres he's like does like you kind of
1: like bro comedy.
0: Bro comedy and does like family films or like kind of Yeah, send, like Marley and me and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but then he's kind of like he is like Wes Anderson's like right hand man a lot of the time. Yeah, like, like
1: really sort of arty indie stuff. Yeah, it's true. It is true actually.
0: And the, um, yeah, it's just for like a one-two punch of a career, it's like bottle rocket Armageddon. So like, <laughs> like you're really setting out your stool of like my career can fucking go anywhere from here, guys. I, like, I can do anything, guys. Yeah, it's, anything. It's, it's a real roll of the dice. Um, <laughs> which, like, again, we keep talking about how stacked this cast is and we get this amazing scene where it's just, like, again, you can tell it's totally improvised. It's the, like, medical. Oh, this, the, the,
1: I think this is my favourite bit of the film.
0: And Max's line where he's like, uh, he, he says to the guys, like, Eject move that. I'm gonna shove it straight in your heart. He's like, you in that movie Pulp Fiction? And like just the kind of like, you've got the nurse, like, is she humming like the national? The nurse app.
1: is one of my favorites. When he says, Hey lady, I'm just here to drill, and she goes, So am I. <laughs> like <laughs> And Bear like stripping off and like doing his little dance on top of the bed. Um it's, it's like Oh my god, uh Rockhound with the Rorschach tests, it's all boobs to him because he's a yeah. sex pest. Um, and that's where you find out that he's like this crazy genius because he basically like starts listing off all of his qualifications and yeah. stuff, right?
0: Well, and then you like you get that brilliant thing from like uh Bill Patton where he's like he's just like sketching out and he's like, cause and the thing is the psychiatrist as well, is the fucking like Cinema legend Udo kia Yes, <laughs> it's like you're like no Suspiria, Armageddon. <laughs> it's like kind of like. You know
1: how when you sent me the really long list yeah. of all of the films, and I'm scrolling down, yeah, 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 could do fuck Armageddon. Don't know why that's on here, but even if it's a fluke, I'm saying yeah. <laughs> Same thing with the IMDb cast list for this film. You're going down and you're like, oh yeah, Bruce Willis, yeah, Liv Tyler, yeah, um, Billy Bob Thornton, yeah. Oh, you know, it's interesting to see Jason. I who don't care yeah. what like.
0: And <laughs> so Michael Bay knew him from like a a, a commercial. Like I couldn't find out what ad adver- like what it was a commercial for, but like I don't. I, I can't imagine what who would hire Udo Kier to advertise something for them. Just these kind of piercing eyes, <laughs> like <laughs> buy frosted flakes, <laughs> like, like, like almost like threaten you into doing it. Like. <laughs> um, but he's great, yeah. The, the the way like Bill Patton is, where he's like kind of like I, I, I I'm I'm fine with what's going on up there. It's like it's just in here, and you've got Bear just like breaking down, you've yeah, got... like sobbing. AJ, everything to do with Harry. He's like when he's going through the Rorschach test, he's like this Harry disappointed with me. This Harry saying I'll never amount to anything, and it's just this it's, is Harry saying I can never marry his daughter. Yeah, it's just like all of that stuff is is fantastic, and it's, I don't, it's like whole... I would
1: I much. This is <laughs> this is my kind of montage. Like mm-hmm. I like a training montage as much as the next girl. All right, I've seen Rocky four, but. <laughs> if you've got a montage like this where you're getting those amazing like juicy insights into each of their characters and stuff like it's such a it's such an economical way to do it
0: yeah um
1: it's it's and it's like it's hilarious as well Mm -hmm. like going back to your point earlier about how funny this film is like i am cackling through this it's so good
0: i just love the way that it kind of yeah it sets already like it gives you that further insight but it also like Know, it pl- yeah, it plays it like it's something out of like a kind of sports... You can imagine this in like, I don't know, like The water boy or something like that, where it's kind of like everyone's just having hijinks and stuff. And it, gets, it gives you that sense of weird family that they've created yeah. for themselves out on that oil rig. And Yeah,
1: um,
0: 100%. But then like after that is when the film like gets, it's like, I don't know, gets serious. And it's just more montages, right? So them then training uh, for like the next i don't know 20 30 like i say that i looked at the clock when like when the shuttle goes up and i was like Mm. it's an hour in and that's when i was like he is not wasting time like with this and i just kept thinking back to avengers endgame going like i'm pretty sure it's like an hour and a half before you even like Start to get the gang back. Together. <laughs> it's an it's I mean, an hour at least.
1: Michael Bay had like six opening scenes to this film, and <laughs> still it's like an hour. Of the, the shuttle's taking off. It's amazing stuff. Like yeah, the m- amount that he just like crams into it is insane. Uh,
0: so I've, I I guess the key scene we should talk about is what is it um the what well, the proposal of AJ to uh. um grace right. in inside again like it can't just be like a nice room it has to have like some bombast inside i of mean
1: life. he hasn't just he hasn't just taken her <laughs> to nando's has he he <laughs> has he has proposed to her in the what like engine of a space shuttle
0: yeah i think so that
1: is the sort of shit nowadays would be filmed for tiktok and go viral <laughs> it's it's almost like these like over-the-top gender reveal parties that are all the rage at the moment mm-hmm. you know it's uh yeah i mean that is um that is a flex
0: for sure <laughs> but then you get that weird thing of like harry like what like watching him. them watching
1: them like yeah canoodle.
0: yeah, watch yeah it's weird it's, it's weird especially through that kind of like broken sheet as well it's like a kind of like plastic sheeting he's kind of look he, he looks like John. It's very yeah, it it's
1: very like, serial killer, isn't it?
0: It's like John Lovett in The Wedding Singer when he kind of <laughs> looks out from behind that curtain. That's a,
1: oh, a, mate! A... <laughs> what a fucking reference! <laughs> He's losing his mind, and I'm going to reap all the benefits.
0: That is something that lives rent free in my mind forever. And I don't think I way...
1: I love that film <laughs> more than I love some members of my family. <laughs>
0: I uh this is when this podcast falls apart and becomes the uh Wedding Singer Appreciation <laughs> Podcast, guys. I'm um, n- I'm not mad about that. That's no, fine. That's no, fine. I could talk about that for absolute days. Um so we get the proposal, but then like I guess probably more important to the, the plot of this film is what I would call like AJ hot dogging, just because that is what Harry calls it when he's they're in that like big swimming pool and he's like got a drill down like and they did the simulation of what it'd be like to drill and they're going like it's gonna burst it's gonna and everyone's like going like wild for it and what is it's like Chekhov's Chekhov's argument right they're like like, oh "Oh." yeah
1: this is this is very (laughs) like you know we were talking earlier about like planting seeds and payoffs later this is very much that isn't it and because you're you're supposed to think all the time that like AJ's this kind of um arrogant like he's full of like he's he's acting out of hubris and Mm -hmm. and he's this sort of cocksure guy um but and the computer (laughs) the computers are saying like no you've broken the thing and it's not going to work and he's like you know that you know that this would work it's the computers and stuff it's like humans over machines and all of this it's like oh it's so deep um and then you've got the problem with nasa are now becoming like um like doubtful about the team's cohesion about AJ's um like suitability for going into the space yeah. to drill into Dotty the enormous killer <laughs> meteor you know there's it's a lot man
0: yeah we, and we haven't even talked about the fact that like the head of the kind of NASA team like the astronauts is William Thickner as well yeah. like, <laughs> again is another person you're just like it's. It's a lot of, like, I, I would say that guy's, but like, I know William Fickner's name. But, like, for, like, kind of most uh, people, but I know that guy from stuff. I don't yes. like, and like, a lot.
1: So, I think my key touch point is the film Go.
0: For me, uh, just because of my uh, Nicolas Cage obsession, is, is Drive Angry, weirdly, for William Fickner. Oh, yeah, and I'm trying to think. There is something else in my mind he's got one of those faces that like it's kind of like i know even if like you can't remember what he's from it's like i
1: know who that
0: guy is
1: i think uh, he also looks like another couple of people so i think like sometimes <laughs> i sort of conflate some of his roles hold on what's his name i'm gonna i'm gonna do a quick because i have to know now
0: it's william um, Fick- it's pronounced Thickner, but it's like F I T H. oh no c-h where am I? Come on!
1: There are too many consonants in this name. William, uh, why
0: isn't he high on the? I've got him. Um, he's in he's in Crash, Black Hawk. Oh, Town. He, thats right. He's in Crash.
1: Do you know what? I don't think he's in Go, which is that film that I apparently know (laughs) this guy from. Who's the guy in Go that William Fickner looks identical to?
0: I've I've never seen Go.
1: Oh, do yourself a favor, it's excellent.
0: The Dark Knight as well. He's the bank manager at the beginning. So well, of course, he is. Yeah, amazing. Yes, 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 yeah, yeah. So, so if 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 you guys at home are worried, like,
1: <laughs> oh no, he is in it. It's fine. I've confirmed it. I'm, <laughs> <Yes. I'm>, vindication. <laughs> it's fine. Okay, great, 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 great. I can I can move on now. Sorry.
0: No worries. Yeah. So we, but I I read I read that scene as when like Harry tells him off as like it's him knowing that AJ's right and he's kind of just like showing face for nasa because he's like if i don't tell you off they are going to like just take you off of the mission anyway yeah
1: yeah Uh, yeah he's almost doing aj a favor so i right full disclosure i'm not a big ben affleck fan at all i don't rate him (laughs) um but So I always kind of thought I've always seen AJ as like the bad guy in like historically, like he's, you know, he is. He's this arrogant little prick. Right. But on this watch, on this watch, and maybe it's because I've matured slightly. Maybe it's because I've had a bit more context about Bruce Willis and I just can't see him the same way I used to. I was much more sympathetic to AJ and much less sympathetic to Harry in terms of their interactions. I think Harry is very needlessly harsh on AJ. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's like a total dick to him throughout the entire film. Like really quite like mean, like mean spirited dick. And like after the proposal, he's like, I know he's sort of saying it out of, um, you know, I never wanted my daughter to marry a man like me or whatever, but he's like really kind of focusing it on like how AJ isn't good enough for her. And then at the end of the film, he's like, he's like, I've always thought of you as a son, AJ. It's like, well, you've hid it very well <laughs> because this is literally the first sign of any of that.
0: It is bizarre, isn't it? And it's this thing of like, I don't know. It's, it definitely is a film that gets to have its cake and eat it because it gets like you need all that tension between Harry and AJ for the film to work. But then at, at the end, you can kind of go like, "Well, I've loved you," and it like it, get, it. It gives it gives Harry that amazing like speech to kind of like tell everyone who's left how he feels. But let's yeah, let's quickly well. I say quickly, This uh, we're talking about two and a half hour long film. Let's hope that the podcast isn't that long. Um, <laughs> so we get to um, their last night on Earth, as it <laughs> could be, where they all like wander off and do their own stuff. I like, there's a thing, I, I, like, like we've kind of been saying, that it, it sets up stuff and like makes you care about people, which on like a kind of repeat viewing, it's like, ah, oh, now I know why you're doing that. Because you get that like mm-hmm. nice scene of, Oscar praying like uh, at the at the altar and stuff like that, and like that's one of the things he wanted to do. And kind of goes, I've I've got to say, it, I love Owen Wilson in this film. He's like, yeah, he's he is a real standout. He's just so like um, vibrant and like he's just got like such like this enthusiasm, and it's almost like his enthusiasm. You could imagine like that enthusiasm is probably Owen Wilson's as much as it is Oscars, because it's like. Yeah. I've been out in like rinky-dink uh nowhere, like Texas, making films with my friends, and now like I'm fucking act- now look at me, mate. <laughs> I'm at I'm in NASA. Like, I'm a an lo- astronaut. Of, yeah, like a
1: lot. And of- I'm in I'm in sexy NASA as well, <laughs> not shitty NASA, not beige NASA. I'm in sexy NASA. So <clears throat> no, yes. you're so right. Like he's he's got such a lovely way about him in this film, and like the, even just the way that he delivers his lines like there's the one one of my favorite bits is when he says to um I think it is the commander um like what are we what's it going to be like when we get up there and then it might be Billy Bob actually and he sort of says oh well it's going to be icy and when the sun's on it it's going to be 50 degrees and when the sun's not on it it's going to be minus 50 degrees and there's going to be ice and fire and demons and all that kind of thing (laughs) And oscar's reaction is he just says um oh okay so the most terrifying environment imaginable and then he like repeats it and it's just like the way that owen wilson delivers some of those lines like he's he's such an interesting character he's like he's sort of you can kind of imagine that he's into like crystals and stuff you know but at the same time he's like a fucking badass driller man
0: it's his delivery as well when he's getting strapped into the uh space (laughs) shuttle and he's going like I'm like 98% excited, 2% scared. Or is it is it 98% scared, 2%? Either, either way, it's one of those feelings. And he kind of just like rambles on it. It's like that kind of thing of like a kid who's like
1: yeah, he's on holiday childlike. for the first
0: time. And it's just like, it's...
1: He's just like, he's excited. He's got like that verbal diarrhea thing. And the thing about them strapping him in, he says like, because I don't want to fall out. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Can you can you do it like can you can you do a tight like 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 real tight like cut off circulation tight? <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: exactly. And that line with him and Ben Affleck when he's like, like what what Star Wars character? And he's like, Chewie. Have you even seen Star seen Wars? Star Wars?
1: Yeah, amazing, <laughs> amazing. Which so, weirdly so good. Is,
0: is one of two Star Wars references in this film. So I do think that J.J. Abrams was looking for a job. Everybody. Yeah, his, he, his he his,
1: was. He was. <laughs> like manifesting you know how mm. nowadays people do it by <laughs> on twitter making those little circles of candles in yes. the with the with the emojis candle emojis mm-hmm. that's how people manifest things nowadays in the old days in the late 90s they used to write things into the scripts of their films <laughs> little little hollywood uh insider knowledge there for you
0: perfect so uh, from the final night is there any kind of like scenes that you feel like we really should talk about
1: Hmm. Just scrolling down my notes
0: Maybe Well,
1: um, well, yeah, yes The animal crackers? Because this is the animal (laughs) crackers scene Yes, obviously So what we get is a fucking wide panoramic Wide panoramic shot At golden hour With a truck and like Some nice sort of gently browning Grass And um, a whole thing about animal crackers And um, Ben Affleck pretending to be an Australian wildlife presenter Mm -hmm. and then like putting snacks into Liv Tyler's knickers, which is a bit weird. Um, Then Liv Tyler says the most ridiculous thing that anybody in the history of humanity has said, because what these two people are doing is very sweet, but it's very odd. So they are talking about animal crackers and boobs and all of that kind of thing. And Liv Tyler says do you think it's possible that anyone else in the world is doing this very same thing at this very same moment? And I'm like, no, babe, no. There is literally no chance of that. I don't care how many people there are in the world, no one else is doing fucking safaris on their tits with animal practice.
0: The Venn diagram does not not line up. No,
1: no. (laughs) But Ben Ben Affleck um, being a very good boyfriend um he he he's like yes of course though, because otherwise what are we trying to say which is a nice sentiment
0: yeah which is a great like tug it definitely is one of those like manipulative like tightening of the oh, screw oh yeah. Know, so. oh yeah but i think like the scene that really like gets me and i've alluded to it earlier is oh. chick when he sees his ex wife <laughs> uh, yeah his ex partner and his son and it's it's like personally for me as somebody who has a yeah I, I have a son and like I'm not with his mum and it's like that thing of like I'm maybe like two bad decisions away from being like maybe in chick's position not in any way to feel sorry for me but it's like I can get de- like he's he's definitely the character I relate to and I'm not now it's like oh great Hollywood giving me like. Uh, expectations I can't, like, do you know what I mean? Like, I can't live up to. I've got to go into space and, <laughs> and save the world to be able to, like, get some, like, semblance of normality in a relationship that's meaningful. Great, guys.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I am not a therapist, and we haven't known each other very long, but I think you might be putting a little bit too much pressure on yourself, mate.
0: <laughs> no, it's, it's fine. It's fine. No, no, no. I, 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 I'm totally... I've totally...
1: This but this scene is so beautiful because it's so quiet. Mm-hmm. Like you think about how fucking mental the rest of this film has been till this point. And it's just it's so quiet and like still. And as you said earlier, like Bill Patton is um speaking in, you know, such a he does, he speaks in this very sort of low, quiet voice. And like she's not angry, but she's just sort of very direct and you know the kid doesn't recognize him and then he's like he's a salesman and then he leaves the little the little shuttle oh, and like yeah. that's it but then you do mate don't you you get the payoff because he sees him on
0: tv yeah it's like, and he's not a
1: salesman he's your daddy
0: that line like again my notes here say well, i've quoted that exact line and said yep i'm crying like, yeah, like, it's like is it the, is it just a line of twenty cry emojis? Yeah, that yeah yeah. Well, it's like the thing as well. It's like you have made me cry with the setup, and you've made me cry with the payoff, my pay yeah, yeah, you fuckers! Like you've got me twice. <laughs> <laughs> and the, 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 that's what makes it so like crazy for like rewatch. And it is the thing watching this. So I can't remember. Yeah, I said this off mic. I've watched this three times in a week. <clears throat> In some, some fucking madman, um and i probably there's two commentary tracks on this dvd so i would have watched it a fourth time but i didn't i like I, I i didn't have time to essentially which i should have listened to that one as well because it's actually with nasa and john schwartzman is on that track. So oh that, my god that's the one uh. <laughs> but um Uh, Yeah, I'm trying to think where where the fuck I was uh, going. Well,
1: oh, sorry, I thought you were going to say where we are in the film, but you were like, yeah.
0: Yeah, no, where I was going with that point and where we are in the film. Yeah, 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 so. uh...
1: Well, Chick and his son have just made you cry. Yes. Um, All of the rest of them (laughs) have been hanging out with strippers and getting arrested, which I'm not going to lie, that would be my last night on earth. (laughs) Fuck visiting family. Let's get shit faced. Um, and then we get East Asia.
0: (laughs) Yes, which is handled so
1: again so manipulative because it's just loads of close-ups of beautiful East Asian children, like with their adorable, like chubby cheeks and their big eyes. Like it is so on the nose. But you just get all these close-ups of their beautiful little faces and then they are obliterated
0: Yeah. so so yeah I think I mentioned earlier that Michael Bay they had that set up but it was in the budget from day one that they had that set up and he went I don't know what to do with it let's just blow it up <laughs> and it's like fucking and I, like, it is that thing isn't it it's like I don't know I'm not trying to give the film any slack here But it's that thing. I know they're trying to show that it is, like, a worldwide tragedy. Like, but it's, like, I find it, like, but at the same time, it's very bizarre that, like, the crew is, like, they're supposed to be the best crew for oil drillers in the world. How do they happen to be American?
1: All all American. All
0: American, like, do you know what I mean? Predominantly white. yeah yeah no no no. absolutely absolutely
1: and like so we were talking earlier about how they sort of do this setup with some characters and then they never like we never check back in with carl and dotty to check that they're okay Mm -hmm. essentially i'm i'll never get over it (laughs) um and then you get scenes like this so like you get paris later um you get i think like shanghai now and it's literally just like a pan across some chubby children's faces and then everything explodes and if you can get the Eiffel Tower in the shot, then bonus um but like I think about something which has quite a similar device but I personally think does it better is Independence Day where you actually like check in with yeah. um kind of like armed forces on the ground in other parts of the world and you like you don't get a huge insight into um the the kind of other countries I think a lot of it is sort of panning across the Taj Mahal and stuff but you do get more check-in with those sorts of in- ancillary characters and a little bit more kind of involvement from people from other places that aren't just Americans um so yeah I think I mean, like like you say, I understand why he, why he's done it because you need to show it's a global issue. But, um, like, you've got two and a half hours to play with, yeah. mate. Maybe give them a little bit more time.
0: Well, it's that thing as well that, like, um, there's even a line in this film when the cat is out of the bag that, like, there is this asteroid once the Shanghai, like, uh, asteroid hits. they and, and they're kind of gearing up. To, to go into space they say like this is a program that is like first time that NASA has worked with like the the Ru- the Russians and like Japan and stuff like that it's like where where like how are they working yeah were- but, yes. <laughs> like, where
1: are these people like yeah, fine yeah. we'll meet we'll meet a Russian like one Russian guy Russian she says um <laughs> guy later what? um but, but but you know like so Okay, I'm not a huge fan of this film, and uh, now I'm even—I've started saying it. I'm not sure it's true, so you might want to fact check <laughs> me and maybe edit this bit out. But there's there's Cloverfield in space. I can't even remember what the proper
0: Cloverfield Paradox. name
1: is. Paradox, and you've got people up there who have got like you—you you see their like flags on their yes, arms, don't yeah. you? Like you get like a like a Union Jack and a French flag and and all of that kind of thing. Um, and like it's the same thing with the drillers. Like you've you are literally the best drillers in the world, and you haven't got one person from any other country where there are definitely oil rigs. Like you know the North Sea exists, right?
0: Yeah, well, it's, it's um
1: yeah. The fact it's, that there's no one there with one Scottish accent, I find bizarre. That's all I'm saying.
0: <laughs> it would have been great if um if it was uh, essentially. The kind of closest thing, like, British I could think of is, like, imagine, like, Alvidas Zane Pet, go, like, being the guys you have to send to space to do something. That's, like, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's essentially what this is. And, like it, it, Even Alvida Zane Pet that came out years earlier is a lot more, like, kind of, uh, yeah, from what I remember is, is it? No. The later series is more ethnically diverse, maybe not the, uh, yeah. yeah well uh, Yeah, but, like,
1: look regardless it's a great analogy
0: yeah um so when we get to well yeah a moment i really want to talk about is when they're at the uh apollo one site and harry and grace have that conversation which is like if you've seen this if like you spot it on repeat viewings but like if if you're a keen-eyed first watcher of this it kind of like it lets you know what is coming at the end of this film?
1: Oh, oh, he's gonna die. Oh, he's not coming <laughs> back from space. There's no way. There is no way that she speaks a line like, "I lied to you too." I said I didn't want to be like you. I am like you, and then they're gonna continue to have a healthy father-daughter relationship. Like that just isn't happening.
0: And, and the pan as well to like the plot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> for the for the
0: men who like the memorial plaque, yeah. like, I know he he gonna die. Um, and then, but then, like what this film brilliantly does, it kind of gives you these like heartbreaking or like emotionally manipulative moments, and then undercuts them with scenes that can go either way. And like you could either fucking hate them or love them. What are your thoughts on the whole gang singing? I'm leaving on a jet plane.
1: I'm a cynical woman <laughs> and I don't love um public displays of emotion. Um, but I fucking love this, mate. I love it. <laughs> it's it's amazing, isn't it? When they yeah. all join in. The the only thing that kind of gets to me, and to be honest, I should I should praise them for it because it would be weird if they started singing they were all like a boy band and like perfectly on pitch but there are some weird fucking key changes
0: yeah they're all singing out of key and that that like you share sentiments with bruce willis he says that and i think that is his kind of like i would have loved it if he came in because obviously bruce willis as we know like can sing mm-hmm. so like imagine just bruce willis I, I try to think what he's singing for would be like be like Leaving, on I imagine him just like just essentially try and sound like Springsteen, like that oh, yeah. kind of yeah. his vibe. And then, like, I'm pretty sure i sent footage of Bruce Willis playing a harmonica as well. So I can't, I can't whistle apparently anymore. But like, yeah, you can imagine him like doing the the tune on a harmonica, just out uh all of
1: just pulls that. it out of the breast pocket of yeah. his astronaut shirt suit. So just, just bought just... bought this along for uh, quiet evenings in space.
0: What do you think of these suits as well? Like these kind of like purpose built suits for the film, like the actual deep the space suits. suits. No, the like the kind of weird textured grey suits they wear, like oh. in space.
1: I don't have any opinion no. on them
0: at all. No, no no no, just like on a kind of aesthetic level, whether they're like like they look cool. I'm not sure if you're like a sci-fi fan, if they look like I think they look much better well. than Then, like the white suits.
1: I am a sci-fi fan, and also I'm. It surprises me that I haven't noticed the outfits because I'm usually (laughs) very on, like the films, you know, costumes and and fashions and things. Um, I just I can't. I think I maybe assumed that they were just what astronauts wore. So yeah, don't have a huge opinion, but I'm sure. I mean, like everybody does look really fucking cool. So.
0: Yeah, because even like the helmets look like, because obviously like when you think of like astronaut, astronaut, like real life astronauts, there's like those bulky white suits. These are a lot more like slim fitting, and like even the like domes themselves are like, I don't, they look weirdly old at the same time new because they're like, they don't look perfectly spherical. They almost look like light bulb like, and they kind of look, mm. they they almost look something like quite alien about like the the design of the costumes they wear in space and it's like
1: i'm gonna have to go back and check this yeah, out
0: no worries uh you can you can as well um they did action figures along with the <laughs> films. i'm sorry uh, yeah th- there's there's action figures and that you can even buy the armadillo which is like the the, the drilling device and That is the reason. The reason the armadillo has guns on it (laughs) is because Hot Wheels told Michael Bay that toys with guns on them sell better. So Michael Bay put it in the film. And obviously... Okay,
1: as as you were saying that, (laughs) my brain brain did two things. So as you said Hot Wheels, my brain went, Hot Wheels, wheeling (laughs) away. And then you said the thing about the guns and the toy companies. And my brain automatically went to <laughs> Edward Furlong in Terminator 2 when he says, we're not going to make it, are we? People, I mean. <laughs> and they, when the two little kids are fighting with like real guns in the desert. Um, yeah, no, I basically make up 95 percent of any conversation with quoting adverts and films. I don't know if you've noticed that. but. Uh, <laughs>
0: Perfect. So once they get into space, um, yeah, my my notes say I love, I love Owen Wilson. I think it's because I know what's coming. Um, but let's... You mentioned him earlier. Uh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: the, 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 the Russian. <laughs> I the, think... The
1: Russian guy. The f- who is also a Russian guy <laughs> in um, Minority Report, I want to say. And it, also... A Russian guy in Bad Boys Two
0: and Prison Break as well. <laughs> he like so uh, yeah. Hollywood's go-to Russian, mm-hmm. Peter Stromer, mm-hmm. who I think is possibly the MVP of this film and oh and any film he turns up, fucking in.
1: <laughs> hands down. <laughs> yes, I am. I am. A, team lev all
0: the way i i, I love him I, like i love his incompetent like it's just obviously put in the script that he's incompetent because it like it helps bring some tension to the film do you know what I mean? and, like, and
1: also he's russian and american people hate the russians so he has to be
0: and they like they again they're always just giving you exposition because they're going like uh i think it's billy bob thornton's like over the radio going like that thing's been up there for 11 years like most of us have got car <laughs> cars cars aren't even that old and it's like he's been up there for 18 months so he's probably going to be a bit crazy and then you kind of you meet him and he is like he's exactly and he's like fucking
1: bonkers <laughs> yeah exactly he's just been going crazy on this um like space station all on his own um and like he's got he's got like photos of his dad up and stuff or no it's not his dad is it it's like a like a russian hero like a, it, the first cosmonaut or something And his
0: uncle as well i think oh it is, and it is okay yeah.
1: yeah i thought they were related um and like the whole thing he's like don't touch anything and then he gets aj to go down the hole and like with the lever breaking and he's like pull the lever and he's like this is the lever and then as he does that the camera goes from close up on um Ben Affleck and the lever that's now broken in his hand and immediately just like zooms out back up the shoe, and then like immediately into like a wide shot of the room of like all these people looking a bit scared like that is possibly and I would have said that is possibly the most Michael Bay shot I've ever seen but now I know it's probably John Straussman
0: (laughs) well all the stuff on that like on that space station it's great I, I i love this whole sequence just because it's, it's really like... it's
1: it's scary like i hate i hate people trapped behind doors when there's mm-hmm. fire like that is really really scary and like i remember the first time i saw this like, i was a hundred percent convinced that aj and lev weren't getting off that space station because they make you believe it
0: and it feels like purposely like disorientating even though you get the mm. kind of like um like Uh, diagram of what the space station looks like and you get the pinpoints of where everyone is you kind of still don't know exactly like because they're just like yeah dots on a map you're like yeah who is actually where and like like what corridor leads to where and i i I like i like that kind of stuff i like it's kind of it it, it kind of harkens back to alien again in that kind of thing I, i was
1: literally about to say alien yeah definitely and like they they seem to I'm not sure if I'm imagining this, or whether, whether my brain's kind of superimposed this, but I feel like there's a lot of like spinning camera stuff, which is always really disorienting as well. Like obviously, you know, things in space, if they start spinning, like I don't think they stop spinning or something like something <laughs> to do with, you know, there not being any atmosphere and gravity and all that sort of shit. I'm not a scientist. I don't know. But um, <laughs> like, I feel like they kind of use that in the camera work. And it is like, it's this bit is proper, like heart in your mouth stuff. Yeah.
0: And it's that thing of um he got yeah, Michael Bay got everyone to like as as much as they could do their own stunts. And like mm. Ben Affleck at this point kind of felt like he had something to prove and was like, Yeah, I'm really I'm really up for it. I'm really like really up for doing my own stunts. And then he said like when he was climbing up that ladder and that like fireball comes up behind him, that was the moment he went, Yeah, no, we'll get a stunt guy in, <laughs> like if we can. <laughs> and there's that moment as well, like it's that thing when you start to like look at things like from a filmmaking perspective like that like when that door shoots off that is Peter Stromer and Ben Affleck and it's like if they didn't do it in time they, they would have got hit by that even though like I don't know it, it wouldn't be metal but do you know what I mean to still gonna, still gonna knock you... yeah it's still going at a pace that could have knocked out his brand new teeth <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean you would have thought that after the money they spent on that they would have been a bit more
0: careful Stuntman, man exactly <laughs> um, that yeah I, I I love like I want to go back to saying I love Peter Stromer like I think like he's just like he's underutilized in this film, but at the same time like every moment he's on screen he is absolute fucking gold, yeah
1: absolute gold um
0: so. Let's barrel on with the with the plot. They go well. They manage to escape. They go around the they go around the moon, and like apparently, <laughs> apparently, people like some people believe that to actually be a thing. You can like springboard around planets. Other people are like, that's total horseshit. But like, <laughs> it, ma- <laughs> it it makes the th- th- for some like. Uh, yeah, for 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 a great like another great scene, them like that kind of like G four scene, and apparently, my- oh
1: god, as they're like counting up the G's, I'm just like so many G's. Like <laughs> I don't know much about G's, but I know they're not good, and I know that higher the number is bad. And like they just keep like that fucking it's just so hectic. Like there's just so many cuts and so much stuff flying at the camera, and like so much noise, and it is so mental. <laughs>
0: Apparently, like a lot of the stuff where they're in space and that, like Michael Bay would be like, "Oh yeah, like just act like you're weightless." And like (laughs) Ben Affleck was like, "Is this really like a multi-million dollar like movie? You're just telling us to to act like we're weightless, or like (laughs) I think it's like that. Some of the scenes when they're supposed to be underwater, it's some of the actors are filmed through a fish tank to give the like illusion yeah because the big pool they're in like they is is an actual nasa pool and they would only allow them to film in it for 20 minutes like twice so it when you see like close-ups of bruce willis and uh ben affleck Mm -hmm. that's like they were in that pool everyone else weren't allowed in there like really? It was oh, my a, God. It was, it, was, it was fully NASA, guys. and it's You're
1: ruining the magic for me.
0: <laughs> it's a weird one, though. It's a, it's a weird one that, like, um, I don't know, for a film that is so scientifically inaccurate, how involved <laughs> NASA were. And it's like, astronomers have, like, said that Deep Impact is the more, like, scientifically accurate film. But it's just a bit boring.
1: I've never seen it.
0: Just like
1: it, I was when when I'd seen um, Armageddon, and I I believe I took more notice of film critics in those days, and um, I believe Armageddon was getting the favorable reviews over Deep Impact. It was a bit like Ants and Bugs Life, like it, they were both out at exact the same time, and um, so I think I just like sixteen year old me was just like I've got Armageddon in my life. Why would I need Deep Impact? So I've just never seen it. Well,
0: yeah, uh, Armageddon was the the biggest film that year, like Deep Impact was number six. So it's obviously like, and it is that weird that phenomenon you talk about. Like, yeah, there's Bugs Life and, mm-hmm. and there's like what White House Down and Oh and Olympus th- Has Fallen. Yeah, there's like, yeah, there's, yeah. There's there's there's, there's 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 like so many all the time. It's like weird, kind of, isn't it? I think there's a podcast idea in that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so let's get on to Dotty herself. So. Before, well, it's a crash landing for everyone involved. And Mm, unfortunately, we've lost the
1: independence.
0: Yeah, like, this, like, in my notes at this point, I was like really confused, like, whilst watching it. I was like, I've got this far and I can't remember which one's called which. I was like, (laughs) I've watched it three times in a week. Like, you should know this. But, um, how, yeah, like, how do you, um, I don't know, like, the, well, obviously, Noonan, we don't care that he dies because, like, Michael Bay has done nothing to like make us care about a character. But the death of Oscar is like. Sad, sad to lose Oscar. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's, it is. He was such a force of good. Like he was just such a positive energy. He's a loss.
0: He is. I, I think on this rewatch though, it was that thing of like, oh, that scene when he's praying <laughs> makes a lot more sense now. It's like, It's like, oh, that's why he's getting this extra screen time and this kind of like. Quieter moment, and it's like, mm-hmm.
1: um, I reckon it's because they strapped him in extra tight, and so that he couldn't get out of his seat.
0: Belt. That, yeah, that's no so that
1: fucking backfired, didn't
0: it? Has he been out though? Because didn't they all get out for the? I don't, yeah, did they oh, yeah, I don't know, I can't remember. <laughs>
1: Tell you what, though, sound planning to have dad and fiance on separate ships, wasn't it?
0: That is that is very true. That is sound very, planning. Well, I think it is the thing that what Harry's like the number one.
1: Now, I know they're leading different drilling teams, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. But also, it's good for Grace because she wants at least one of them to come back, doesn't she?
0: Yeah. That, like So that kind of interplay when, like, <laughs> you think, like, obviously the ground think that AJ and that are dead. Well, for mm-hmm. all intents and purposes, everyone thinks that AJ yeah, and that yeah, yeah. le- leather dead, uh, apart, apart from the audience, because we know they're not. Like here's a film where it's like oh in this kind of like last third you could very much expect them to like play it a bit more like dour and a a bit more emotional and it's like no we're still gonna like give you some bombast and go fucking crazy with this oh yeah
1: yeah no you're not gonna have to like go through um too much basically we have no time for you to mourn because we need you to jump A space drilling machine over the Grand Canyon. So just fucking put your foot down, mate.
0: That's when we get our second Star Wars reference when he says about Evil Knievel and Lev says, JJ's like, I want that job, I want
1: that
0: job.
1: (laughs) That was so good. Um, Also, so we do get a little flashback to Grace um, back at like ground control or whatever um and uh truman says to her like maybe you shouldn't be here because obviously like she's watching all the screens with all the devastation and her dead fiance and she says i don't have anywhere else to go it's- oh my
0: heart it's heartbreaking because yeah oh, they find out that the team of the freedom have landed in like the ninth quadrant or something like that and where they are there's iron ferrite so they can't yeah they've this.
1: they've overshot it how does he know that because he's a genius
0: <laughs> and then william Fickner delivers the line that is again it's like it's a real like emotional punch where he's like you and your men are the biggest mistake in nasa history Ouch-a. but then it's like the tension's wrapped up because we have got keith david on on Earth, like kind of going we need to detonate this bomb. I've got the word from, I've got the word from the president. And then, like, because if... you know
1: what this film means at this stage—nuclear
0: weapons. Name. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, am there thinking because you don't really see the president. I'm like, I kept just thinking, like, imagine this situation happened, like, with the la- like, don't speak the evil's name. Like, it's like Harry, and that wouldn't have even gone up. It's like, no. it, would been, it would have been nuke on day one. And then whilst they're at it, like, nuke, nuke some of the countries he didn't like as well. <laughs> yeah, while, while you're at it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we're just but I, love, I, love,
1: I love it how they're like, okay, so we're doing, like, because the drilling has failed because of the iron ferrite. And um, so they're like, right, the secondary protocol, which is the big bomb. And then you get um, Truman and, like, secret squirrel man at his computer terminal like trying to disarm it and they do disarm it and it's like oh yay and then but they notice that and then the other man comes over he's like please step away from the terminal and he so he has like the savior guy has to leave and then they re-fucking like yeah restart the timer oh my god it's so stressful
0: whilst we've got all that stuff up on the asteroid as well where it's like the kind of head-to-head between Harry and uh, William Fickner's character, where he's like, he's pulled a gun on him. I think it's like, chi- like, is it Chick who says, like, uh, Bill Patton? Why Pattinson? have you got a gun? Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, who brings a gun to space? Like, he's like, <laughs> <laughs> like that, that is basically his delivery. Even in a tense moment like that, Bill Patton's. Yeah, so no, like, that
1: was fucking uh, spot on. Like, absolute
0: mm, perfect. Mm, why has the gone to space now? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, like, when, like, even though again i i cannot stress this enough i've watched this three times in a week i was still i was still on like the edge of my seat going like like do it do it like turn the bomb off like especially like it's like that thing like that that michael bay like shot where, it, like, the camera's right in William Fichtner's face, like, sweat dripping off, and, like, it's going back and forth to him and Gruber, and it's, like, red, it's red, red, and, like, at the last second, he says blue. It is, like, terrifying stuff. It's, like, proper, like, yeah. shit your pants, like, you're, like, fucking hell, like, what's going to happen? I thought it was going to burst a blood vessel. Yeah, it
1: is full on. Like, it's really, <laughs> really well done um like they use every trick in the book to just absolutely like white knuckle it it's amazing um also while you while this is going on you've got steve buscemi um showing his first signs of space dementia um he also shows off his amazing space shades where he like presses a button and they just like flick yes. down in front of his eyes inside his helmet i am all over that um then he rides the nuclear warhead. um <laughs> in a kind of slim pickings from Dr. Strangelove situation, which is hilarious. Um, and then we get the amazing delivery of he's got space dementia. Like, that's the thing.
0: Yeah, because he does that whole thing. What is it he says, like, he's like, I just wanted to feel the power between my legs. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, you know, like, it's starts shouting, like, he's like, no more nukes. He's like, but those glasses, like, let's, yeah, like, I need to... I want a gif of that moment because that's amazing. I would
1: I would love a gif of that moment please. Could yeah, you... <laughs> if, if you could make that happen I would be
0: very happy. What, what is it says that's like along the lines of like wow, it's a beautiful view from like earth from up here and like I I my remem- like me rem- yeah, remembering like uh this film from like seeing it as a kid I guess on like ITV2. Mm. I think this was like the, that, <laughs> that was it was Hard Rotation like especially around like the early 2000s. Um, oh, yeah. I remembered this being a lot more like he absolutely like freaked, freaked out. Do you know what I mean? Like to the point where like I thought he, I thought Steve Buscemi like got killed essentially. Oh, by, yeah. No, they him.
1: just like gaffer tape him to a chair or something in the end, don't
0: they? Yeah. Yeah. And like le- le- like he's kind of shouting his head off and like Lev come, comes in and like weirdly just like takes off the tape from his mouth and then just walks away like (laughs) i've I've got some serious shit to do because we've we've come to save the day um
1: yeah i mean that is a moment isn't it when the armadillo sort of comes yeah well essentially to the rescue and they all realize that like the guys are alive and we've got another drill bit because our one's broken (laughs) we might be able to do this after all
0: but uh, yeah when the first armadillo blows up and obviously like that's where max goes uh mm. there's that really sobering like kind of I, I would say five minutes but this film doesn't like give you any chance <laughs> to like mourn it just kind of goes like onto the next thing but like there's a, again like a kind of montage of earth like di- different places on earth oh <laughs> and, yeah and it does like it does like the like titanic pan pipe like music kind of comes in to like really like let people know it's a it's a sad moment and then like there's there's lots of sort of um
1: like low angled shots of people looking mournfully into the sky (laughs) in sepia tones like everything suddenly all goes a bit brown
0: i've got like a weird like i'm not sure I, i thought something was wrong with my tv but every time it's in like paris it's like it's like a blue tint to everything. It's like really like garishly blue and horrible. And it's like this looks like it's like stock footage. Like and again, it's these weird like Dutch angles, like low Dutch angles. It's like, Yeah. What is going on? And then yeah, as you like said earlier, Paris just gets fucking leveled. Like yeah. And it's <laughs> that is the thing of this film. It's like oh, that doesn't matter. That's elsewhere, do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Shanghai is fucked completely. Paris is fucked completely. It's like, we got a couple of holes in a New York street.
1: (laughs) (laughs) A a dog was in peril for approximately three minutes. Exactly. Can we take this seriously, please?
0: That scene as well, uh, some of the scenes from the New York stuff is in the US version of this film is like trimmed because there is uh footage of the twin towers like oh yeah like yeah uh like with
1: yeah it's kind of unavoidable to see yeah. like compare like parallels isn't it
0: yeah cuz yeah one of them has been hit by an asteroid in that scene so it's like yeah this is very like b- like bizarre and yeah there's, there's, there's things throughout that through like cinema whether it's it's spider-man 2 has a lot of like they kind of had to like get rid of like a whole chunk of that film because like it was like st- like a scene of Spider-Man catching a helicopter between the two towers or something Yeah like that.
1: so that is so interesting so I saw a trailer or like a um a kind of promotional spot at the cinema um I think it was Spider-Man I don't think it was Spider-Man yes. 2 um and it had the web spun between the two towers and I'm sure it's David Hyde Pierce, who is in the helicopter. I've got such a vivid memory of this. It's so weird. Um, and that it was just like a like a teaser for Spider-Man. And then I remember seeing the movie and it not being in there and being really disappointed. And I've literally never seen nor heard of it since. And yeah, so that's yeah, it's weird, isn't it?
0: Yeah. I think it was even like in Spider-Man's reflection on his. Like, I remember all the posters kind of had to get recut. It's great cra- yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, um, well, let's get back to the crazy His <laughs> Armageddon. And, yeah, that moment when the, the, the gang turn up and it's when uh, Harry gets to deliver the great line, I've got five words for it, which is kind of like a, a motif throughout this film, right? And a lot yeah. of the time it's like, it's not five words at it's all.
1: Never it? words. It's
0: never five words. Because it says like, I'm... I'm goddamn happy to see you, boy. And uh, he's, that, he's like, that's six words. <laughs> yeah. Um, And then we get, yeah, the payoff from... like The, the payoff off, from the, the swimming yeah yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Exactly, yeah. So the computers were wrong, it turns out, actually, because AJ does make it work. He pushes through and they fucking do it. So they get... It's like, yay, we finally... We've got the hole. <laughs> we can put the nuclear bomb in it. Oh, no, though. The rock storm... The rock storm that killed Max—it also da- it damaged the detonator, mate. Like, what are we going to do now? We're not going to be able to remotely set off the bomb, and so somebody's going to have to stay behind and set it off themselves.
0: So, what? Yeah, the drawing of straw scene. Mm-hmm. It's like, again, it's fucking heartbreaking. Like, like hats off to Ben Affleck for the—I don't know—the way he plays it is kind of like. <laughs> it's on one hand it's like it's believable but on the other it, it's like it's because he just goes like he gets the short straw and goes oh man like Jeremy you know, he's <laughs> like really like he really is like defeated and it's like he just like vocalized it by being like okay yeah yeah and it, what is it he says like i i guess we all got to die like I'll, I'll do it here and it's like, that that sense of bravado that i think is more heartbreaking and His kind of initial reaction because it's like yeah, I'm sort of putting
1: the face on it, yeah. Yeah, yeah and-, and then to be honest, like his reaction when Harry then like pushes him into the um airlock spaceship or whatever, yeah. yeah, the airlock. Um, because his reaction is then like like you can't do this to me, like it's almost like he'd already like really quickly kind of made his peace with it, and like he kind of like taken it on his his responsibility um and yeah so like that's like that's a really interesting way to play it like it's not no harry you can't do this it's like you can't do this to me like this is yeah. my fucking job and then you get all that bullshit about like oh well take taking care of my little girl that's your job now and i'm like yeah all right back off patriarchy she's going to be fine without both of you <laughs> so let's let's not forget the amazing line earlier <laughs> when uh harry and aj are talking about the fact that um him and oh no actually uh, i can't remember who's having the conversation but bruce basically says um he's the only guy like in her age bracket on the um rig he's they're not in love he's just her only choice or something like that it's like burn but also true
0: (laughs) he also does say to oscar though at the same time like you're pretty much the same age as her yeah, he seems like, like you're
1: like five minutes
0: older than her. Yeah, yeah, because like when they they have that speech, of like they're all going like, "Hey, but she's she she she's young, she's full of touch, I... full of emotion, <laughs> she's trying to find her way in life." like Ian Duncan, Ian uh, no, fucking uh, Ian Duncan Clark. Yeah, yeah, like kind of going, like, "Hey, we all raised her," and you get that, that, that like they get those beautiful, moments, but like. Yeah, that that line has definitely aged terribly. That like it's yeah, your that's it's for look I, after yeah. my little girl, and it's
1: mate. No, like that's that that's fine, thank you. Um, <laughs> but then we do get the saddest Zoom call of all time.
0: Yeah, which ends which ends with like uh, a a shot that could be perfect for a Poltergeist um sort of <laughs> sequel with Liv Tyler with her hand up against screens full of static. Oh, yeah, brutal,
1: um, like brutal.
0: I'd like lo- that. The thing is, like that, as I've said throughout this, I know exactly what this film is doing in these moments, but I love it. Yeah, no, I'm
1: <laughs> I'm on board. I am. I am.
0: It, it, it is just that thing of like, I I know what you're doing. I know, and this is like one of, one of the films that I spoke to my parents about. Like, I went, oh, what's Armageddon the other night, and they'd like they they just went, oh yeah, it's good that one, isn't it? Which is like a kind of like a ra- a rare conversation for me. Too, okay? so, and it's like I spoke to my like stepdad a while ago about um uh, Nicholas Cage, and he's like, "Why do you do a podcast?" He's like, "I hate him." So like that kind of gives you a, a, an indication of like where like where, where the differences are, and it's like the the, the fact that we all agreed. I went, "Yeah, Armageddon. Yeah, Armageddon. Oh yeah, yeah. Armageddon. Yeah, yeah bloody yeah. right. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> good. That one. That's pretty good. Yeah." Um, so, um, I think that the the line that really break breaks me uh, when Harry and Grace have their scene is, um, she said, "Like you promised you would come back," and he says, "I'm going to have to break that promise." And it's like, you're not just breaking that promise, Bruce. You're breaking my fucking heart. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, firstly,
1: that was a really stupid fucking promise to make. Like, <laughs> What were you thinking? <laughs> the moment he said of course i promise it's like oh wow you're dead oh <coughs> bye um yeah no it is it's like like i say when i saw it the first time i was like inconsolable they play it well it's good and like you know liv tyler's so fucking good in this film and i know that my um opinion about bruce willis on the whole has dipped rather but like he's you know for better or worse he's good at what he does on screen um so yeah it's it's a uh, it's an effective moment.
0: I think Liv Tyler really does well with what she gets as well. Like, cause she doesn't get a lot really. She's kind of mm. like, let, let's be honest, this film is not passed in the Bechdel test any time soon. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like Grace and Dottie. Uh, and
1: the, um, the NASA lady who gets basically sexually harassed while she's trying to brief them.
0: Yes. Yeah. And like even even like, I don't think she even she gets a surname. That's it. It's kind of like yeah, yeah. You know what I, mean? I like, know. Um, yeah, it's the the only thing I would say for a Michael Bay film. At least it's not the leariest. Do you know what I mean? Sure.
1: I mean, they they are wearing kind of full clothes, which is impressive.
0: Yeah, like know? the closest we get to it is the the animal crackers scene, which like like
1: but even with that like it's kind of it's it's still like it's it's romantic isn't it like it's, yeah. it's a bit pukey but it's like two people who are in love with each other rather than like so say the meek you in um transformers where you're just basically like going from her fucking ankles to her tits like yeah. it's you know um Something so that... yes it it's um an interesting kind of bracket to work within but within
0: Michael Bay's um, catalogue, it's not the worst. Yes. Uh, So when, obviously, yeah, we've talked around the subject, but obviously Harry sacrifices himself and dies on Dottie, saving the world.
1: Yeah.
0: And then we kind of like, (laughs) well, we get like possibly one of the weirdest like sequences in the film of that like, almost like, i don't know it's it's like bizarre eye shot flashback it's like yeah it is weird isn't it yeah
1: it's like like... pushing her on a swing and then like her sort of yeah it's weird it's like a weird sort of montage flashback but all sort of interspersed with like yeah it's,
0: it's almost like uh they go into that, like, void that is in, like, Possessor as well. You know, like when yeah. it's, like, when they're oh, merging. Because yeah. it's, like, you get shots of Liv Tyler and Bruce Willis in, like, this kind of black nothingness, just, like, stood there. Like, and it's... It's, like, under the skin. Yeah. And, yeah, it's kind of, like, it's almost, like, horrifying. It's,
1: like, yeah, what, yeah, yeah. what is this?
0: Like, what is, like, yeah, what is going on? And then, Maybe
1: oh. Maybe they asked Udo Kier for tips on this
0: bit. I think maybe
1: he he got involved. He was like, guys, I've got some (laughs) ideas for when he dies in the (laughs) flashback.
0: That's like, the thing is as well, like, the the way this film ends, it's like they're back down to earth, done. I love that there's no, like, fanning about with, like...
1: No, you get, you get, um, it's nice because you get um, chick, chick yes yes reunited with um his son and the mum, and there's lots of hugging cute um hound dog somehow ends up with one of the strippers from the last night on earth um and and Liv and um aj get back like together and that's then it's like credits right
0: yeah and then like through the credits you get like this grainy footage of their wedding as well (laughs) and it's like i'd I'd, like to me i've I've put in my notes like do you reckon like that was the rap party they just got everyone to dress (laughs) up for a wedding and like just got i love that i would love that and bruce
1: willis was bruce willis had to wear a big sheet and be a
0: ghost or they had like another version of because they have those like uh easels with, with the face I think Oh, yeah. Not actually yeah, easels, yeah, yeah. but, like, with all the... No, they, with all the I'm pretty yeah. sure they are, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, with all the photos, they've got one of those, but, like, with his face cut out and he just pokes his face through. And that's <laughs> like, the character. Like, like the seaside yeah, thing. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. And then, yeah, you, you, even get, you even get Lev at the wedding and that, and he's, like, in his kind of, like... Um, naval, like, kind of, like, regalia and stuff Uh. like that, and, like, um, yeah, Bear looks great, he looks like he's in some kind of, like, pink suit or something like that, like, like, sharp as fuck, and then, yeah, it is that thing of, like, right, we've told our story, it did take two and a half hours, but, like, (laughs) It rattled along and like gave you so much that to two and a half. Hours. I can't
1: believe they didn't invite Carl and Dotty to the wedding.
0: That's all I'm saying. That's uh, that's where this film. That's that's probably where this quite film, the snub. Yeah, drops the ball. So um, <laughs> before before I yeah before I let you go and we wrap this thing up, uh, I just wanted to mention slightly like the weird le- not, not legacy, not weird legacy, but like the kind of things that surround this film. As I mentioned, like there is a toy range. For this film, mm-hmm. there is a Disneyland Paris ride that closed in 2019 mm-hmm. called Armageddon. Less out of here. special no, it's 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 Armageddon the the special effects which from I so I put the call out on Twitter to see if anyone had been on it and it was like a resounding yeah it was shit so like it was part of me going ah out on like a, a great opportunity and now i'm like great i'm, I'm glad yeah
1: was... i thank god i dodged a bullet
0: and ironically as well it's being replaced with an avengers ride oh and... <laughs> yes well there you go <laughs> the, the, and that... we
1: have come full circle yes and,
0: <laughs> and as we talked about something um off air is this is a film that is in the criterion collection
1: i know this has blown my mind
0: <laughs> so this is one of two michael bay films that are in the criterion collection would you like to hazard a guess at which is the other one
1: mm, i'm gonna say mm, no, i'm gonna say this but i don't think it's right i'm gonna say the rock
0: yeah that is the, oh one, that is the yes,
1: other, yes nailed it
0: sweet yeah. and but like like some like I I like to point this out a lot of the time as well is like how as much as like the Criterion Collection is like a, a cool thing it's also like backwards and like doesn't know what <laughs> it's doing because it's like <laughs> it's often pointed out online when people are like there's not a lot of like diverse representation in the Criterion mm-hmm. Collection it's like there's no there's no women there's no like people of cut you know what I mean it's like oh, no Bound Back yeah like Marriage Story oh um Barry Jenkins. Yeah. Don't, don't worry about moonlight and it's mm. like i always go like it's crazy there's all this like underrepresentation, and michael bay's got two of the fuckers <laughs> in there
1: <laughs> oh my god yes what a what a glowing indictment of the hollywood system <laughs> that's amazing
0: amazing so let's get on to some coppola connections and wrap this thing up so, could you find? Did you manage to find any, Becky? A uh, couple of connections through this film. I didn't. I didn't.
1: No, I failed my mission.
0: No worries. I will. I, I. As I said earlier on, I'll rattle off a couple, just because there's so many. Probably go for some of the more weirder ones and tenuous. Let's go for the tenuous. Mm-hmm. Billy Bob Thornton is in Fargo, season one. Jason Schwartzman appears in, I believe, the newest season. So is that three or four? Of Fargo, Billy Bob Thornton was also in the Outsiders TV series, which was produced by Zoe Trope Studios, which is Francis Ford Coppola's production house. Very good. Some connections to Nicolas Cage quickly. William Fickner is in Drive Angry. Will Patton is in Gone in 60 Seconds. Apparently, oh, yeah. apparently around this time he just wanted to be in films where he was a part of like a ragtag bunch. He had, <laughs> yeah. he had, he had to do one last mission. <laughs> um, <laughs> Peter Stromer, I, could, I, I couldn't not mention his amazing turn in 1999's 8mm and Owen Wilson, probably somebody I'm going to be talking about a lot on this podcast because he is in the Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou, Grand Budapest Hotel, The Job, Limited, Fantastic Mr. Fox, and he wrote Rushmore. And uh, Grace uh, Zabriskie is in Wild at Heart. Along yes, he is. That's right. That's um, right. And yeah, that's that's that's. There's more, but like we'd be here fucking ages <laughs> uh, what, oh, actually one last one Udo Kier is in the Nicolas Cage produced Shadow of the Vampire which oh is... is he so Udo Kier likes to like, I, I looked at his IMDB whilst like doing this I was like the guy's got too many like there's oh, well over a hundred credits and it's like now I'm like why did I do a Nick Cage podcast I could have done an Udo Kier podcast I would have still been going um <laughs> So let's score this film and get the fuck out of there, Becky. So weird scoring system. What do you think would be a perfect wine pairing for this film? Obviously, the Coppolas have an affinity for wine. What, what, would, you, what would you drink along with this film?
1: Well, I have given this <laughs> some thought. Perfect. I was in Canada a couple of years ago, and they do this stuff called ice wine, which is like it's a dessert wine. And um, it's really sweet because the um, the grapes like freeze on the vine, which like concentrates all the sugar in the grapes, and then they make this really like sweet dessert wine. And I thought because Dotty is a big icy bitch, I would like to <laughs> pair it with with an ice wine.
0: That is perfect. And and
1: that's an ice wine, not a nice wine, but a nice <laughs> ice
0: wine. I'd probably go for like a bottle of Lambrini because it like it's it kind of it is cheap. It is like it is nasty. You know what it is, but it, it does the trick, and I think that is trick, very, yeah. that is very much what Armageddon does. Like you going in, you know exactly what it is. but it still get it still gets the end goal. You get to the end goal, and you're you're rightfully pissed by the end of it. You're pissed on tears <laughs> and, and emotions. <laughs> and and adrenaline. Yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, might, might, watch, might watch it again. Like, <laughs> uh, um, And how much are you paying for that wine? A.k.a. is this a good or is this a bad film?
1: I mean, I'm not going to go very expensive. I would probably pay in the region
0: of £5.99 perfect that's a that's a that's a that's a decent score and um this isn't i'm not sponsored but you can get the criterion blu-ray of armageddon (laughs) on world of books for £4.99 so well
1: if you'll excuse me i have (laughs) some shopping to do
0: (laughs) so uh yeah that is a perfect evenings entertainment for less than 12 pounds Uh, (laughs) so if anyone's crazy enough to not have seen this film becky would you recommend it
1: yes yes now do it now
0: (laughs) and uh just some fun questions before we go which couple of family member would you keep but in the in doing so you'd have to get rid of every other member of the family
1: jesus
0: um i'm so glad I'm, I'm on this end of asking these questions
1: uh, um, uh well i'd keep sophia but don't think it's not breaking my heart to lose nick cage
0: it's it, it, yeah that's that's I, like the more i've especially been like reading like about sophia, like that's the, one of the things with this podcast so the more i'm kind of looking into people it's like and i don't know I think so far on this podcast a film that's really like hit me like personally is Somewhere. So I can definitely Yeah, it's an amazing film. I can definitely see like an affinity with Sophia's film and so it seems like every film is a choice. So that's mm. a, so that's a perfect pick. Um and are are the Coppola's the greatest film family of all time?
1: I think they're the biggest film family of all time. <laughs> um I'm not sure I know enough about their collective output to call them the greatest, but I mean, they've got to be a strong contender.
0: So yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, obviously I'm pretty biased because I'm the one who's (laughs) decided to uh, say, say, um, so let's move on to the, probably the biggest question of this podcast is what does Bill Murray say to Scarlett Johansson at the end of Lost in Translation? (laughs) <laughs> um
1: uh, i don't know i don't know um
0: <sighs> i think he says i got i got five words for you
1: <laughs> <laughs> damn good to see you boy
0: <laughs> perfect i'm happy to take that as an answer if uh, if, <laughs> if, if, if you can't think of anything
1: Either that or he's asking for Rudokia's phone number. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I've got, I've got a project. I think it'd be perfect. Yeah.
1: It's <laughs> Vampires in Space. I don't know if that's something
0: oh, I, I, I'm sold on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like something like John if that if John Carpenter's Vampires had done well, that's where it would have gone there. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah,
1: that's so true. <laughs> and then vampire well, vampires in the hood or something.
0: Yeah amazing so um, well no that's
1: that's the leprechaun um no i know but yeah that's what i was thinking But um vampire in brooklyn is probably the closest thing to that isn't it yes
0: um so thank you so much becky for coming thank you for having me this has been an absolute joy yeah um so where can people keep up to date with everything you're doing i know you have a your fingers in a lot of pies is that, is that a weird is that a weird saying to say these days i don't know
1: i i think it's a fine thing to say um i yeah uh, so the best place to find me is on twitter i'm at funny dark um you that's where i kind of share a lot of my stuff and there's a link tree link in my profile which will take you to um where i sort of share a lot of my writing um i've also recently started a patreon um just to uh sort of give people the opportunity that if they like what i'm putting out there into the world they can um yeah. give me some support sort of financially um but at the same time i know that it's not a great time financially for a lot of people so it probably wasn't the best time to start yeah. a patreon actually <laughs> um but uh yeah like you know just give me a follow and you know listen to my stuff and read my ramblings and yeah it will you know i'm not hard to find
0: yeah people can find you on some amazing other podcasts well always popping up whether it's uh don't point that horror at me eerie indiana evolution of horror when you 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 and stevie webb whenever you pop up that, <laughs> an absolute, uh, joy uh final girls with previous guest uh, Anna Bogutskaya uh, and yeah like I know I know recently you started writing for is it Zobo of a Shotgun's Ghouls magazine as well that's, that's right yeah, yeah that's
1: right I um, I start I'm doing like a monthly column for Ghouls Um, so it's called Ladies Night where I'm looking at a different female directed horror film every month Um, So the first one was on um, Karen Kusama's The Invitation, Uh, so that's doing the rounds at the moment, and um, my next one will be out in April, um, and it's going to be, so it's a bit of a change of pace from um, the slow burn, subtle, um, dramatic entity that is The Invitation I'm going completely in the other direction and i'm going to be writing about urban legends bloody mary (laughs) so uh yeah um keep your eyes peeled for that
0: amazing again thank you for coming along and making some couple of connections with me
1: thank you so much
0: And there we have it guys, another film filed in the done pile. Thank you very much for listening and thank you very much to Becky for coming and chatting about this one with me. You may have thought her answer to Are the Copplers the Greatest Film Family of All Time was a bit on the fence there. But fear not as Becky will be back at some point where I can really drill down and get a solid answer are the Coplers the greatest film family of all time do you think they are don't hesitate to get in touch on facebook twitter instagram or letterboxd all at caged in pod or drop me an email at caged at gmail as for next week on the podcast, I'll be discussing the 1996 Patricia Arquette starring Flirting with Disaster, where I'll be joined by James Hancock of Wrong World Podcast and the Geeking with James Hancock YouTube channel. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate, review, subscribe on Acast, Apple Podcasts, or whichever podcast platform you're listening to this on right now. I've been Petros Patsy Livers, your guide through the crazy world of the Coppola family tree, so be sure to keep it Coppola, and I'll catch you next time. This podcast is presented by the Breadcrumbs Collective, home of the Pod Charles Cinecast, Caged In Copeland Connections, A Town Limery, Maine, Franchised, and many more to come. Our shows are all presented ad-free and made possible by listeners like you. Please support our shows by subscribing, leaving ratings and reviews, and becoming patrons at patreon.com. If you'd like to learn more about breadcrumbs, head over to breadcrumbscollective.com.
1: Breadcrumbs. It's more than a podcast network. It's family.